KFC and milk, strong. When it's time to party, we will party hard. What up, nerds? This is uh, Dan and the Phosphex Party Boys coming at you once more. Episode four this time. Holy shit. Who would have thought that would have ever happened? Well, we didn't. No, <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> well, it has happened, and, or it's happening now. And uh, so, look, I'm Dan, um, uh, also known as uh, Sir Coxman in certain circles. Um, let's not talk about that too much. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Spin. I'm Spin, or as commonly known as Spin. Spencer is uh, my actual name, but uh, yeah, that's me. And Ross, let, you, let everybody know what you're doing. Uh, I'm currently frantically clicking because <laughs> beep, beep, beep. something looked like it was going wrong, but it's actually not. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. Ross is our beep boop servitor. So, um, you'll notice there's an obvious absence uh, from our, our normal happy quartet. Like a giggling in the background. Yeah, a lot of heavy breathing. The, um, the, uh, the whispering <laughs> fascists will be sorry to hear. You won't be hearing the swiping here. or no, anything like that. There'll be no swiping. Um, and unfortunately, cannot be with us today. Um, I think the technical term is he's out banging like a gate in the wind. <laughs> I think it's probably the fairest way to describe yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, um, with a side order of cinema. <laughs> Giggity. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for, the, for those of you that uh, follow the podcast, you'll be glad to know that um, it would appear that Ant has, for the time being, found love. And um, it's quite sweaty and bouncy love. And we're back. Whee! So, yeah, so Ant... The regular listeners to the podcast will be glad to know that Ant has found love. It's just hot and sweaty and bouncy love at the moment. So, uh, yeah, he had a hot date. There's no way he was getting out of it. He didn't want to get out of it. So it's just as three for today. But it's okay. Bringing you quality as always, not necessarily quantity. You might even be lucky. We might get some sound bites from Ant. You don't want sign oh, bouts no, from the seat. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. <laughs> Giggity. <Mother> of God. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let me give you, run you through what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, our hobby antics, uh, getting updates on what we've been doing recently. Then we're going to go weapons-free, and we've got four topics for you today. Uh, first off is the London GT. We won't say any more than that. We're just, <laughs> we're just going to wind Ross up and let him go. Uh, then we're going to be doing some heresy what-ifs. We've been getting a load of questions from you guys about um, wanting us to talk about uh, heresy what-ifs, alternate history scenarios for a fictional universe. That's definitely one for Ross. Ultimate head fuck, that is. So Ross is going to be taking us along that, down that rabbit hole as well. Uh, then we're going to be talking a bit about the, and it would be remiss of us not to, to talk about the hype around Adeptus Titanicus, but also something, a direction that we want to take the podcast in, maybe covering all things uh, heresy related. So um, we'd probably, well, we'll get into that a bit later. And then finally in Weapons 3, we're going to be talking about the next Tarsus thing that both me and Spin are going to. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And then we've got a bit of a giveaway competition for you lovely people if you can hold on to the end. We'll save that for then. Okay, so let's kick off with uh, hobby antics. Spin, what the Sam Hill have you been doing with your life? Quite frankly, not a lot. <laughs> I've been fairly lazy recently. Uh, I don't know, I think uh, I've been having one of those moments where I've been distracted by other other hobby projects or potential hobby projects. Ooh, shiny. Uh, I won't need, don't know, no, we'll need to mention on the one here, but uh, you guys know what we've been talking about recently. Mm. Uh, but yeah, when, when it comes to the heresy sort of stuff, I've been just basically trying to get as much as I can do, built and finished, ready for yourself to uh, paint up ready for Tarsus. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Uh, as <laughs> also always. available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> uh, no, so this month I've uh, effectively uh, got my, uh, well, with the assistance of someone else that's uh, one of, part of our local hobby group, Keith. Uh, he's uh, been helping out with a lot of my vehicles because uh, my limited time. Um, I've been concentrating on the infantry and my subtle conversions. Um, where he's, Subtly he's expensive. Been, <laughs> he's been... Um, 
he's been helping out with the vehicle, on the vehicle side of things. So he's building up my Raptor at the moment. Uh, uh, he's built the uh, Damocles. I kind of started with the conversion. He's finished it off. Um, what else been doing? Just something like bits and pieces, really, like complete inventory ready for my vets so that you can get them going. I've just a thought. Ant knows how to say Damocles, doesn't he? Probably not. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't say Democles, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Debacle, maybe. He, he's fielded two against us, so he, oh, knows, he, did, he knows how to say no, Damocles. That team fielded four against us. Fuck I'm that. pretty sure they did. And one of them, right? <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. Oh, it's all no, barrage, no, no, no. motherfucker. Right, then the one of them... <laughs> I was like, that's a rhino. His, his double's part of the bike. Oh no, it's got four little tiny radar dishes L- on it. Literally the ones it's that come with the rhino upgrade like, kit. It goes on top of one of the things. You had four of those on it. And it's that. a Damocles. And I was like, is a Damocles have more heavily armoured than a rhino? No, it's still fucking dead then. Like, take it off. Do you think I could convince him that it's pronounced Damocles? Yes. No, obviously not. No, he, he probably could. Like, he doesn't done. listen to the podcast at all. I could have convinced him of that. Um, uh, yeah, but that's really mean, though. What are we he racked up an event. He's like, my democles. <laughs> his, his opponent's just like, sorry, what? As we're my, sitting around laughing. My, uh, my democles uh, command tank. And his opponent's just like, yeah, sure thing, buddy. Democles. Hey, he's going to be calling... <laughs> he, he calls the Leviathan Levy now because he knows he, he's not going to try and pronounce that one. Cool. Um, I mispronounced something the other day and I felt... I honestly felt really stupid. And, oh... What's the, the siege claw... Uh, the siege he- Hecaton siege Hecaton claw. Siege yeah, claw. Yeah, yeah. I was stood there and I was like the he- um, the Hercules siege claw. <laughs> Hercules there, siege claw. There are. Oh, sorry, I'm going into classical mythology now. There's a there's a, a set of titans called the Hecaton Kyries in Greek mythology. It means Hecaton's number. Right. I can't remember what it well, is. Well, that's to do with the isn't the isn't that the is that the Dark Angels or is that the Iron Warriors that got that sort of connection going? Hexagrammaton. That's the hexagrammaton. But isn't the is the I thought the Iron Warriors had something as well. They have a lot of Greek mythology. Uh, I, I, I can't, maybe it was on. Anyway, so yeah, I've been. Uh, that's mostly the stuff I've been built. Um, getting, and how much stuff have you got left to build? For you I've got uh, two sergeants for the tactical squads. Uh, sorry, for the breach squads. Oh, yeah, um, actually, there's one of them sat on the desk here, and he is the blingest motherfucker on the oh, planet. Oh, that's Damocles, yeah. Oh, no, you, you're talking about the, veter- the sergeant about, to the veterans. I'm squad. talking about this bitch. Hey, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that, you know, he's, he, he's, he's not that bling. What, what's he, he built from? <laughs> yeah, let's do the countdown spin. Uh, well, it's not all that. It's not as bad as the others. Let's have a look. I need to remember now. Uh, so yeah, he's based on the um, what's I've got the name of it now. Moratat. Moratat model. So the Moratat model, mainly because um, it's cool pose for a start. It's got all that kind of gribbly kit on it, like the pouches and things. Uh, my veterans have been uh, in Mark Four, unlike the rest of them. I'm you know keen on the whole idea of you know Iron Warriors usually running around with Mark Three armor, especially as I've got breaches as the main core of the army. Um, but with the, when it came to the vets, because of the typical kind of, of course, they're going to be marksmen, snipers, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I it's don't almost know. like a standard thing. It's one of those things where I, I've been thinking about veterans of like you could you almost get rid of the special rules and they'd still be a fucking good unit. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, no, just, well, just their basic loadout is yeah. pretty good. I mean, the amount of time uh, I've had, uh, I played a game against uh, Phil. Um, it was one of his early games, and he yeah. didn't know what veterans are about so for, for listeners Phil's one of our local players plays White Scars playing yes, in the Bale yes, Stars campaign yes in fact it was one of the Bale Stars games that we were playing at the one that we played at the uh, Warhammer World and um, it wasn't anything special that it happened he just basically charged in against them hmm. and it's like are you sure you want to do that yeah, yeah, yeah you know kind of full of bravado Goes in, a couple of bikes, and I go, right, and now I get my attacks back. I've got 30. Ki motherfucker! What? And he's like, yeah, that's that's their one of their one of their it was one of their biggest strengths is the fact they mm. can do 
both combat and uh, even more so with combat if you can kit them out right. Mm. But uh, they're just a very versatile unit. I mean, I have actually used veterans without the marksman ability. Oh yeah, uh, I've used uh, my other favourite one is I think machine killer. The one we get plus one on them. Uh, yeah, arm value, against arm values. Yeah, I think um, ant runs them in his world eaters, but um, I think the list I did from the uh, weapon masters. So yes, so uh, yeah, get, it's all about Xenobane. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, I think I think the reason why Horus Heresy met a wash with aliens. I mean, it's it's quite obvious the reason why Marksman gets picked all the time because it covers a lot of bases. You've got access to potential rending attacks. You've got potential outflanking, so control. If if they can only had outflank that they used to have, I'd still take them with that. Yeah, because that it's that stealth mobility. Isn't For it? me, their biggest strength is purely the being able to win anything on a four plus. Uh, yeah. with the advent of things like you know, a lot of mechanical more mechanical armies coming out, uh, I think that. That ability, and also a lot of people running um, rapier weapon batteries as well. Mm. They, they're a great unit for taking out those things that yeah. you just don't know what you're going to come up against. A good all rounder. Yeah, there's no debate. They're an awesome fucking unit, as they're currently. But yeah, he's he's a he's a um, I've given him a plastic thunhammer, uh, one of the seeker bolters that, uh, that that comes as part of the set because I've got all the guys armed with them, uh, and I've managed to get hold of some of the anvil industry, anvil industries uh, capes. Oh, the cape, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was when I put the cape on. And he's also got the missile launcher backpack as well with the little targeter thing on it. Obviously. Because um, that's what I wanted them to have because they're going to be using marksmen. I wanted to have all the targeters and you know, like special targeting gear on him. And that's why they're in Mark IV because they're a bit more um, up-to-date, a bit more highly technological. So just for a second, acting like a hobby uh, kind of uh, match finder. <laughs> right? Okay. I've noticed you've got the Moritat here, Spin, uh -huh. and it's not using the Moritat jump pack. No. What have you just bought? Ross, Moritat. for the Moritat backpack. Yeah, yeah the Moritat. Do you two not talk to each other? I think well, I've actually. Gave, I think someone's he, already got my. He gave it pack. to someone else. Yeah, I think I think it was uh, Nick. I think I'm pretty sure it was Nick Lucas. Nick Lucas, who's yeah. famously playing Heresy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with the one uh, blood angel. I'm sure I've either put it aside for him or given it to him already because he was building um, a character for his blood angels. He was actually one of the first people asked me for uh, conversion advice, um, and I said I suggested he he wanted it for. What was he for? He wanted it for just like a random sergeant. And I was yeah, like, apothecary. That was it, for his apothecary. I was like, to honestly, the, the Moritat one, and the reason why you've picked it, Ross, is that Moritat one has a bit more to it. It's got more extra armor plating. It's got stuff vents like. around the. It's got, you know, you know it's yeah. got extra vents and it's got like the armor plating, so it's a bit more, it's a bit the different from stuff. a standard one. It doesn't have that, I don't think. It's oh, it does, yes, it does yeah, on top. Yeah. Target on it, yeah. So I suggested he uses it for maybe a more of a character, mm. a proper character um, um, conversion, though, rather than just his um, apothecary. But yeah, that's that's that guys. That's that's the vet squad finished off now, cool. uh, which you've already got. So there's those. those. So there's a there's Damocles, a Damocles command rhino, which is based on Damocles. Uh, the Damocles. <laughs> the Damocles is. Um, I've used the you know the kit that you can get from Forge World for the command upgrades. The HQ only. You yeah. bling motherfucker. Well, we're lucky that we live only forty minutes away from that's the place, point, so right? we, and we go there quite often. So you know, picking up one of those. Um, Meanwhile, it leads. <laughs> so, um, oh. But I've, I've, because of it's designed for the uh, the Mars pattern, I've had to do a little. You have to do a little bit of work on the armor plating for the uh, Dimos or Demios. So I can never remember. I, I can't fucking one. pronounce that. Demos. Uh, Demos. Is it Demos? Um, because uh, and then you have to base at the top of it. If you look on top of that one, you've got like you've got to make some shapes for the all the kit to fit properly. So uh, that's coming oh, your cool. way soon uh, with a big dozer blade on the front of it. Don't don't glue the dose plate. I'm not gluing the dose plate. I've that. listened to your instructions this time. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> and then I've just got two breach sergeants to do that I want to do with power fists. Uh, and then my warsmith, which is 
going to be a really, really obviously simple model to, Quite to make. clearly. Which no, I can't your, do yet because of the parts I'm waiting on. Your Warsmith is pretty much just weaponised autism at this point. <laughs> it's it really, so... yeah. I've had some, through so many different variations. I, it, it's been, it's actually a pro- one I've had a real problem with. I might have mentioned this before. I, I've had a bit of a hobby block on him. Um... Because a lot of the time when it comes to conversions, I have quite a clear idea in my head or I've seen some inspiration that really kind of triggers what I want. And I did see something a while back, but the way it had been done, I didn't really like the core model that it was based Mm. on. So I've been trying it with different core models and I just couldn't seem to come up with a a pose that I was happy with or anything like that. And just nothing I put together just seemed to work. And then it was actually Ross that came up with an idea that... um, because of the conversions done for the tyrants, wanting to use uh, Typhon. Uh, oh right, okay. Is, is he still ty- is it Typhon or Typhus? I don't remember. It's Typhon. 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 Typhon, Typhon, Typhon in the Harris, isn't it? Yeah. For, I don't know why it changes to Typhus. It's something to do with this chaos change, isn't it? Or no, I'm like assuming that. it's a copyright issue. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, using him as the base because he's got similar armor. Typhon, interestingly, is the Egyptian god of chaos. Uh, he's also one of the uh, Greek titans. Hmm. For your intelligent <laughs> educational needs, people. Nietzsche <laughs> says, out of chaos comes all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm using Typhon as the base, but once again, it came up with his own problem. So um, got his model, you know, got some spare bits that have been lying around from all these other bit conversions I've been doing. Strong, you, you do what I've suggested, you blue tack stuff together, yeah. dry fit it, see if it fits, and the arms just weren't working. Uh, and it's because he's got this twist in his body, hmm. and I, I was trying to get the arms to work with that and just work and now I've come up with this new idea where I'm going to have him with a, a two-handed weapon being the Paragon Blade with a two-handed uh, axe this was the question you asked me about with the arms Tartarus yeah. ever got yeah yeah so I'm now, I've now ordered some bits to get the, the two arms that can hold a two-handed weapon so it looks like he's swinging with a Paragon Blade and then I'm going to try and figure out a way of getting some um, uh, some servo arms on his back to make, so it looks like he's just got obviously it's, it'll be upgraded to be a warsmith you get the the battlesmith and the cool. servo arm so uh, fucking battlesmith is the daddy yes we've discussed yeah, this yeah, before yeah. Battlesmith <laughs> is the daddy. I need to remember the, he's got that ability actually it's the battlefield uh, it's the online EA game battlefield equivalent of the dude with the blowtorch that yeah, can fix is. anything <laughs> although he doesn't get well, the because no, the does... iron warriors do it the other way around so the iron warriors they can still repair vehicles mm. But whereas most of the legions can go, I'm going to fortify that position and it's going to get plus one to its cover save. The Iron Warriors walk onto the field and go, that shit, that shit, that shit, all minus one. Cover. I don't think the Warsmith gets that rule, you know. It does, it has Battlesmith. It's a component of Battlesmith. I thought Battlesmith was separate for the repairing, but I thought Techmarines get an, the other rule. No, Forgeard's got it as well, under the Battlesmith heading. But I don't know if the Warsmith gets its part of the upgrade. It should do. I'd be interested to check that out because I've forgotten that it's got that ability. Imperial Fist player sitting here going, meh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. Okay, well, no, I'll have to check that out because if it has, then I'm going to have to remember that. Otherwise, my list that can drop seven bits of scenery is not legit not well, anymore. Okay, fair enough. But. <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Oh, you're now holding no. in trees. <laughs> and then you bring Castellex on, yep. advanced targeters, yep. and go, I'm going to take another point of cover off you. Please tell me. <laughs> please tell me you can point at White Scar Jet Bikes and go, you can't jink that fast, mate. No, unfortunately, it's a scenery piece. I think the piece. Castellex can. I think the oh, Castellex, Castellex do, yeah, yeah. yeah. They reduce a point of cover, don't they? Whereas the also name it's pick a, a scenery, scenery piece. Because yeah. 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 your <laughs> your um your wall doesn't count, does it? Because it's no, not a scenery it's piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hobby wise, that's yeah. So that's got, I've got those left to do. Right. Um, ready for you as soon as possible. As soon as we've got all the bits together, and then yeah. um, yeah, I think that's me. Hobby wise, my hobby wise, I've been doing recently. Game on, right, yeah. Mr. Ross. 
What are you building, sticking together, painting, uh, creating? I've painted two Dreadnoughts, two Contemptors, uh, ten Vets since the last podcast. You've been on it. And I'm currently building ten more Terminators. Get in. Are these bog-standard Terminators? or? Uh, no, they're just Aaron that I picked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're they going to, like, common or garden... Dudes, um, or are you going to use them to be what they're called? Um, tyrants. Tyrants. That's the so I'm I'm on the fence because I was going to build them as tyrants, mm. and then because I've used a baden to make golg. Yes. I kind of want to just use my normal terminators as just converted jesterin, and then use the slightly sad looking actual tyrants for tyrants because I don't really intend to run them all the time. Mm. Um, but then it leaves me in the quandary of what do I do with the five normal cataphracti I've built. There's always room. There's room in every world. You can mix them up, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a list that's got 25 terminators in it. Yeah, man, it's legit. Like... Can I just say, Lebadon? Abaddon as a character. Lebadon. 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 It's the French one. It's like Le Grand Royal. <laughs> no idea what a quarter pounder is. It's the metric system. Um, the uh, it is the most disappointing character rules-wise, as far as I'm he concerned. He is. He's very. Yeah. I've not like, even looked at him because it, it talks about in description and like, oh, it's this huge fucking space marine. Still only strength five. Alexis Pollock's a few pages behind him. He's like, oh, he's a big dude. Strength five with a power fucking fist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you also noticed, like, he's meant to be a true son of yeah. Horace, and he's meant to look like him. Yeah, and yeah. you put the models next to each other, and it's like, <laughs> nah, mate, it's nah. not on. Maybe he's Ginger's stepchild, maybe. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bill... Um... You are correct. Will Smith does get shot defensive. Yeah, I told you, Sorry. Yeah. Ross um, one, Spencer nil. I picked up... Ages ago, I picked up a Death Guard Contemptor. Yeah. And just shaved off the X, um, and I picked up another one because I was like, it, "It looks, it looks better than our piece of shit contemptor." Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hate for the Iron Warriors the, contemptor. Isn't the it? Iron Warriors one is a great basis for a Cortus. Yeah, it looks I like think. it looks like it's been ragged on in the front. Okay, like the the little armor plate thing that sits on its front chest. It's like why in our in our in our Tarsus fluff, hmm. it's why uh, Salamander Dreadnought punches the shit out of it because it looks like it's been kind of jury rigged and repaired on the go, whereas the uh, Death Guard one with all the bonding studs and stuff on it. Uh, you paint on your hazard stripes and it looks yeah. a lot more like an Iron Warrior Dreadnought in my opinion. Fair. I think the Iron Warriors one problem is the same problem we've got with the Tyrants and it's the head. I think with a different head it might look better. Because the Tyrants have got that weird Darth Vader helmet. Yeah, yeah they haven't they? It's basically they're trying to recreate the Iron Warriors skull face but it doesn't really unless you've got to really look at it in a specific way. The Mark IV helmets which are going off sale uh, <laughs> I think there's a. I really like those ones. The Iron Warrior ones, yeah. 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 No, I don't think nice. the helmets are. I don't fucking know. It's just the torso. It's, it's the bodies and the shoulder pads. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, it might not be. I might be wrong. Who Sorry. knows? Who Sorry. the fuck knows? For all we know, there could be somebody sat at Forge Bell going, <laughs> right, these fuckers are going now. <laughs> but yeah, so I've done my two. Dra- one's Twin Atlas Cannons, one's Volkite Culverin. I've uh, got t- 10 vets going. Um, one of my buddies. In Leeds had some seeker bolters from the oh, uh, headhunters. Yeah. So the the ones that are like the double barreled but one above the other yeah. bolters. So I mix them in with my comp plasmas and a couple of plasma guns. What else did I do? Bought a house. I did buy a house. <laughs> like, by accident. <laughs> foolishly went balls deep in the property market. <laughs> I tripped and fell on the button and he just yeah. <laughs> kind of purchased it. <laughs> to be fair though, that's pretty much now why I've just made a reasonable like order of different things. Mm. So I've I've ordered a get started kit, a start collecting kit for the flesh eater courts. 
That was the other thing that's been distracting me recently. Because I'm it's all right. To... <laughs> it's all right. We should say we've gone over to the dark side slightly in the sense that uh, we've all been looking and going, oh, maybe we should give this Age of Sigmar a go. I think we've been hated yeah. on since it but came all out. All of us yeah. are like, oh, well, well, if we don't like it, I can use my I can use my ghouls as uh, as like tainted flesh militia. Legit. Cause yeah. What, yeah I, <laughs> so I've got, I've got a metric fuck ton of beastmen. In, in, I bought when they when they kind of went uh, to eighth, and I thought these were all going to fucking vanish. I literally went into our local uh, game store, Gifts for Geeks, free tab. You know, we expect ten percent off for that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I went in, and they had like four or five boxes of the uh, Beastman Battalion. Yeah, bought a lot. <laughs> oh, what are you in? Bought the fucking lot. <laughs> so I have got all the gores and bestigors and everything. But much like Ross, uh, sticking on 32 mil round bases. Yep. Abhuman zealots. Boom. Yeah. Funny that though, because I've been re- last literally last night I was uh, we're talking more about AOS, but this is actually quite a link to some, uh, something heresy related. Ryan Kimmel is going to shit himself if he listens to this podcast. Probably, probably. yeah. But this is hey, he talks about Battletech all the time, so he's, they're obviously all over. And well, Battletech's Ma- good. Yeah, I know that. And Michael talks about dust, so. Uh... <laughs> well, look. I, anyway, yeah. Uh, but what, what I did find because I was researching Skaven. Um, and the clan scryer or whatever day you pronounce it and what I came up on standard as you do when you're researching stuff on Pinterest just scrolling through that's a nice conversion I thought you were going to say something about naked ladies then, but anyway well, that does yeah, happen that, that's, that's on another tab um, okay. but it was, it was someone who's converted a, a small force to be Mechanicum Skaven oh that's sick bastard so but he's taken one of, you know the one of the um, Magos models I don't know if it's from, I'm assuming it's from the plastic range it's kind of got a sweeping forward uh, oh, it's, it's the standard tech priest. Yeah, that, he's taken that and he's replaced it with like a an, an arc, um, arc warlock's head, um, and then he but he's done it with infantry as well. And I was like, that's a cool idea. Mm. It's something a bit out there, yeah. sort of genetically created minions that are rat men essentially. You know what I mean? You, you stretch your imagination a little bit there to get it work, but it was just cool to see that someone doing something a bit out there, a bit different. Mm. Uh, that yeah, it could be yeah. as you say, looking at maybe using it as different for something else. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if anybody asks, uh, we are doing cultist forces, aren't we? Cultists, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so um, what have I been doing? Uh, oh, let's tell you what Ant's been doing first, because Ant's been doing some. Obviously, he's not here. Like I say, he'll probably be on the vinegar strokes by now. He fucking. <laughs> he's he's been of... doing something twenty-four hours solid oh, recently. Yeah, he's probably... <laughs> no, having lived with Ant, um, be about this time he'd be coming downstairs to go and get a massive glass of orange juice. <laughs> oh, I've, heard, I've heard so many stories about that. Sweet Jesus. I have seen Little Ad far too many times, than I, more times than I care to talk about, <laughs> frankly. Including an unconscious ant snoring with Little Ant out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. He once whipped it out at a taxi. Oh, Jesus. Tried, tried to flag a taxi down with it, and we were like, Ant, what are you doing? His response was, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> That's at the top of that. his voice in the middle of the street. <laughs> and only Ant. He's a class act. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> hello, ladies. Oh, hello, ladies, giggity. Um, so Ant uh, has gone 3D printing crazy, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Absolutely fucking mental. So Ant got this 3D printer. How long did it go? Was it a couple of months, maybe? It must have been only a couple of months ago. Episode two. Episode two. Yeah, because it just arrived. Oh, because he, he just idea. brought he brought his uh, the Star Wars scenery with him. Hadn't that, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in that time, he's basically produced a is it three by three or four? Yeah, three, three by, by three, three Zone Mortalis board from scratch. Yep. I think it literally took him about that period of time to print. <laughs> but didn't he work it out to be nearly like... It's about a month to do yeah, a thing. a month nearly running solid. So he did Jihadi a... Ali was like, me next, me next. <laughs> oh, and he was God. like, get back in your box. Yeah. 
No, Jihadi Ali has got a proper frothing horn. All of his Venusian sex tentacles are twitching. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm aroused. <laughs> oh, did you see Keith the other day when I suggested that Ant just milked, milked Jihadi Ali? <laughs> I was like, just milk him for the rust effect. <laughs> and fucking Keith. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Like for the Xenomorph splatter across yeah. the tiles. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, so Ant is is on the verge of having to produce an entire zonal task board, and I have to say, it looks the fucking it, dog. He's already started painting, hasn't he? He yeah, started. Yeah. Is it just the? Because he's not just he's not printed the base though, has he? He's well, he printed one. So he printed like a six-inch square, I think. Mm. But Ant uh, has got loads of contacts in various different miniature-producing companies, and he managed to get them to cast it up for him. So the re- the rest of the tile uh, are resin casts. Yeah. The interesting thing for me, especially when we went and played on the Zone Mortalis board the other week, I think Ant stuff is higher quality than the Forge Bowl stuff. You know what? Now I might get burnt at the stake for saying that. <laughs> well, the thing that surprised me was the other week when we uh, another friend of ours, uh, Jack, brought down one of the tiles that he'd bought for yeah. Forge Bowl, and we thought we'd just get it for size comparison yeah, to see yeah. how it matches up. And what surprised me the most was how that it's a hollow piece. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole because obviously all the walls are on built are attached to the base. Mm. Are they? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when so you lift you, it up, you it's buy, all hollow. You buy it in a square. It looks like. Do you remember? Do you remember, do you ever do the um, vacuum formed plastic stuff at school? Yeah. 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 yeah it looks that. like that's how you've done it. Oh, is it's, it? Is it a Roman battleboard tile like thing? Um, uh, not quite. No, but it, what it looks like, what they've done. I mean, I'm assuming is that they've vacuum formed the basic shape to then. Put the mould of the bits top. of the detail on top over the top yeah. of that. And that it, must be fragile as fuck. I don't. I've never dropped one. It seemed quite sturdy, but it was more the fact that I was expecting it to be a solid piece of resin that you picked up. To be fair, for the price, you would never be able to move it once you got it in situ. Oh yeah, if, well, it, was, if it was solid resin, oh, yeah. you would never be able to move that fucker I mean, again. Inst- I instantly dislike that, just because it's like, oh, it's just one layout. Well, this is what I was saying to you, though, wasn't it? Because we played um, a couple of weeks ago at the Warhammer World. We first part of the. Yes. Bell Stars, we played some Zone Mortalis games. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you'd book the table. I tried for... to get a table for a, a cock punch game. One of, one of our listeners has been challenging you? Uh, indeed, he's quite persistently challenging us. We're going to sort it out, though. We'll sort that out. But yeah, we went, we went up there and had a few games. Uh, unfortunately, the loyalists lost that one, didn't they? Oh. And that was a, such a shame. It's almost like you brought your word bearers on purpose, so all of, all of us had well, to be played as loyalists. I, only, I, I thought I'd picked up my Imperial Fist case, and I didn't. I'd picked up... <laughs> I neglected the fact, fact that it's actually my word bearer's case, which looks remarkable. I can tell you similar. right now, though, Anne loves a twin storm cannon Leviathan after that game. Oh, after that shit, game. oh God, he loved it. And my that. dice deserted me. In fact, from that game, my dice have deserted me ever since. We need to crowdfund Anne the case, because I can't deal with the anxiety that box causes. <laughs> oh, that caused so I've learned to live with it, but I, I appreciate the terror that it causes. Yeah. I genuinely cannot. He posted a picture of it. Uh, yeah. and he instantly was like, this is why I have trust issues. You weren't the only person. There was some seriously upset people. People after yeah. I posted that picture, there were there were horrified people on the internet, and like I saw the unpainted tank and I was like, oh, this is unpainted box. And then I saw the, the Leviathan and I was like, and why? Why are you doing this? I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. Then, all right, if any of you out there would be interested in contributing to buy a case for Ant, <laughs> and you you think that's worthwhile, let us know on it. I will put a post up when we put the thing up. Let us know in the comments if you want to do that, and if so. 
we'll make this shit happen. We'll <laughs> we'll buy the case. It. We'll crowdfund him a case from KR or something like that. I really, I really just want just a little tiny Leviathan case. <laughs> just, just, just one. Just for the just Leviathan. Just for the one. Yeah, um, so but the point was that when we were playing, yeah, you very quickly were changing the way the board was set yeah, up. Yeah, because you can rotate it, you can rotate the pieces and stuff. Yeah, um, it just creates new corridors, I think different the, shapes and stuff. The the key bit, I mean, the forge world does the doors and stuff like that. But of course, the thing that Ant can do is he can print all the extra stuff. You seen the stuff he put up today? The forklift. The forklift. Yeah. Holy Jesus! And he was talking about putting his. his um, Managed to get hold of some like spare marine bodies to turn to like uh, objective markers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, crouched up in the corner. I think Forge World used to sell them, but it's kind of like eBay only kind of thing mm. now. So probably was the last chance to sell them at some point. I thought he was just got some spare bodies and just cut them up to make them look like dead bodies. Uh, sure. He's got like the Angron base and stuff like that. Oh, is he? Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, yeah, you can get bits off there. Oh, okay, cool. He's been on. He's been on an eBay killing spree. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that later, actually. I, I, I might have been abusing my uh, purchasing power on the eBay or something else. Anyway, so Ant's been doing that. He's also working on his word bearers. Uh, he's been struggling with the list world a bit. Eaters. World eaters, sorry, world eaters. Here we coming back to the word bearers again. Fucking, Always the way. Start calling you Arabus. Well, we have to say yeah, he pretty much is. We, we yeah, have when it comes to our heresy community. When it comes to our heresy community, you are pretty much the equivalent of Arabus. Has gone. Go on, you can do it. <laughs> Go on, you know you want to. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> No, That's pretty it. much how this all started. Just wasn't sidles it? up behind someone and slips the athame. <laughs> well, I've got a large coin for you, big boy. No, <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> so uh, I can't remember. He's what world eaters. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been struggling, he's been struggling with the list, which is odd because they are as pure ant as it gets. It's kind of drop in, charge, hit it with a chain axe. The only thing that it would make them more ant was if they were painted green. Yeah, yeah green. they're they're. they're um... They're orcs, really, aren't they? Basically, they are, yeah. Right? It's why effect. Big Joe plays them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. I say plays them. No, he started to do this. He built a Khan the other day. Yeah. He's just doing, he's he's just doing really oh, slow oh, growth. I, I, yeah. I picked him up a Khan from uh, Warhammer World the other day. Fair. Yeah. But he's just doing it really slow because he's got you know other things going on. He's, he's buying a house as well. Also buying a house. He is buying a house. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the dumb move to do when you've got heresy. Don't, don't, if you're out there, don't buy a house. Live, in your, live with your parents and buy more heresy. It's the way forward. They'll die one day. You can have the house all to yourself. Holy shit. I think he's been struggling with the list purely because of the points levels. He's not yeah. been able to get his uh, his drop pods or his, his yeah. bring the guys to bear quickly. So he's basically been charging across the board going, ah, and then getting shot off the board pretty much. But yeah, 1500 points Palace, though, was a different thing. Yeah. He, apart from when you played him, he really had fun against me. Because, yeah, like I said, my dice deserted me, but he just charged forwards and annihilated my army pretty much, which is exactly what he needed. Choppy choppy, yeah. So that was Ant. Um, like I say, uh, he's been, gone out to watch Solo tonight, and then uh, who knows? Who knows? So what have I been doing? Well, um, I'm <laughs> I'm taking up residency on the 30k channel, apparently. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going <laughs> it's on a again. Bit of a thing, isn't it? I don't think I've, I I did a rough count. This will be my fourth appearance. But what this thing does is tend to tend to have you doing an army that you then have to paint a whole load of new stuff for. Ain't no thing. Get out to focus my mind. It was. Um, I wasn't planning on painting my fists as fast as I have done. I was planning on doing or as many, or as many for that matter. No, I've actually. I haven't painted this many, but I, I worked out the other day. I can probably do when it's all painted about a five grand list. <laughs> that was only meant to be a quick kind of two thousand point army, wasn't it? it was two and a half grand. I was going to do. Yeah, so that went tits up, didn't it? <laughs> but it is my only loyalist army I've got. Oh, Not, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, unless you, I mean, my Mechanicum can swing either way, I suppose. But yeah, but you're I, never going to add to your Mechanicum, are you? 
I don't know. Do you know? Now, now, oh, hello. Let me just hello. put this out there. Let me just put this out there. Um, Steve uh, Puffer, who runs Barwell Bodyworks, um, yeah. put up some new paints from Badger. I know the metal ones. Yes. yes, that might have got me ever so slightly frothy. What? What? Why? Man, what, what's I need to get my airbrush game on. So, what was your actual issue before then? It's because the models are literally fifty-fifty armor plates. Yeah. And Exoskeleton. So, what's the difference of these new paints then? Because you be because you can make metallic effects with colors, so it's easier. So, if you wanted to do like a Mechanicum in a white color, you've either got to spray them silver and hand paint the white, yeah, or you spray them white and then hand paint the and hand paint the middle. And it's just so these new paints. What's oh, different about these new paints then? Because they're metallic based paints. So you can. So they mean metallic. Based coloured paint. You can use you can. The idea is is you use these kits to mix metallic colours. So uh, I what it does, that. it's I much new range of metallic paints. No, 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 no. It's basically you get this kit and you can use any colour you like to craft any metallic colour you like. Oh really? Yes. Because I've been I've been looking for like maybe like a metallic kind of you know like the Sons of Hor the Sons of Horus oh, colour, but yeah. like a metallic version of that. You could do that. Ooh. So for instance, I you've seen my Sons of Horus, haven't you? Yes. So that uses a Minotaur colour called Boring Green for the top highlight. Uh, you could take that, you could add some of this metallic mix, more or less depending on how metallic you want it to be, boom, that colour in metallic. So you're thinking now doing a metallic styled armour? Well, in effect what it would mean is it's easier to correct, easier to do the job. So you could paint them all metallic or you could paint them all this metallic colour and then it's easier to, to cover that up or okay. do the transition between the two. It, my issue with the mechanic painting the mechanical models was that they're literally 50-50 and there's no there's no you can't get any advantage no. from an airbrush and as I've said to you before having an airbrush because you can't dis like, you, you, like yeah. you would normally do like where, marines it's 90% you do the airbrush on a marine it's 90% done but like with, like with a bigger model you'd do sub-assemblies where yeah, you yeah, take yeah. arm plates off you can't do that with the smaller models can't can do you that. no no that's why I like painting knights knights are a piece of piss <laughs> so easy Anyway, that's by the by. So I might add to that. But anyway, my <laughs> Imperial Fists are my only Loyalist Army, so maybe five grand of them is not so bad. Um, if you've been following the uh, the Facebook posts, um, I've been posting stuff up as, as I finished it. So the list I'm taking to the 30k channel is a lot is an Armoured Breakthrough list, so Predators and Dudes in Tanks and shit like that. Um, I've only got... What have I got? I've got a... Oh, he's got some jet bikes in as well, which will piss Ali off. No, no. Oh, he's already God. been going over there, hasn't he? He's yeah, already, yeah. He's already so they're not his... white enough. No, they're not white. And everyone called him a racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clearly he is. Wait, Ven can Venusians be racists? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I guess. The, the entire race. That's the difference. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Human yeah. race. That's Humans. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair play. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jihadi Ali is Venusian. Um, so, Do you yeah. know... Um, who you? What are you facing against? Sons of Horus. Um, the chat's quite quiet on the chat. So normally the chats are quite lively. Right. But I, I think the last he posted quite a while ago. But maybe he's just busy. Where's he from? I don't know. I know nothing about you this man. About I think his name's Chris. Right. He's, he's okay. probably from another country because I've gathered from the Thirty K channel that most people come on are from other countries. Well, we like to be international. I say we. They, they like to be international. It's probably worth saying as well. I don't know. I, I put a post on Fosfax Party, I think it was today even, that David's looking to expand. His, the yeah, yes, with the Adeptus Satanicus stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A whole range of stuff. But uh, explicitly, he's looking for somebody to run that kind of stuff for him. So effectively, what he does, but for oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'd, I've said to him before, I'm happy to help out, but I've got a full-time job, wife and kids. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, it's not the kind of thing I could do. And I haven't got any of the half of the skills you would need in terms of video editing and that kind of thing. But as an opportunity for somebody, I think it's really worth... Yeah, a very cool opportunity. Yeah. That is. So if you're out there and you're interested, get in touch with Mr. Brains. Mm. Um, you can, honestly, the best way you spend a weekend in a long time, I'd imagine. So, yeah, so they're coming along nicely. I'm finishing off your Iron Warriors spin for Tarsis. Always appreciate it. Yeah, always. Uh, that's all right. Um, so I'm going on the 30K channel on the 17th of June. It actually, this uh, actually hits a, a milestone for me because this is the first, it's the first 3K for yes. my army. A full 3K, uh, because that's what we need to be for Tarsis. Conveniently, it's very similar to the army that I was building anyway, so yeah. it works for the Tarsis anyway. Uh, but yeah, then, then the intention, the plan, the idea, and the, the dream and the hope is that after that point, I'll start paying my own. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's worth saying, you didn't mention it, but I don't remember. I think you might have said you were going to a course, but you've been oh, on yes, the I've been on that course, course yes. Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, I went on, uh, it was Steve Puffer, you mentioned earlier, yeah, yeah. Barwell in um, his airbrushing course, which was the, essentially, it was the, you're an idiot, here's how you use an airbrush. That was basically the course. It was only, only one day thing, but it was. It's what I needed to kind of give me an idea of just not how how the concept of using it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, to be to be fair, me uh, me Ross uh, and another couple of friends of ours, we bought we got together and bought one. We like, oh, yeah, we could do this airbrushing malarkey. <laughs> just like horrendously, <laughs> I'll just upset Ross again. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I've, I've started adjusting for My the inevitable loud noise that you make. Cock Womble! <laughs> uh, it's last episode where yeah, you randomly I'm, shouted boom yeah, into the microphone. I deafened you. fucking perforated an eardrum. <laughs> but no, it was, that's what, how we did it. We, you know, just, oh, just put some paint in and then off we go. And yeah. it's nothing like that. And this was all about, you know, control and doing the exercises, you know, yeah. creating circles and lines. It's and the boring stuff. It's but the boring stuff. But for me, it was very interesting because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, damn, didn't know you could do that. And... Yeah, I mean, I've not used my airbrush since because that was the whole point. I bought, got this airbrush, yeah. and I was like, I'm not gonna, I don't dive in, don't damage it, don't break it, but just to kind of realise how it's not as complicated as it first seems. It's not as scary as it might first seem. At, uh, have a go. By all means, have a go at it. You know, YouTube videos are always good for this sort of stuff. But for me, I, I need to be hands on. Mm. I need to learn by having a go at it or Technical having someone. Term is an activist. That, uh, okay, then I'm not sure what you're calling me there, but it's a learning <laughs> style. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I can, you know, read stuff and sometimes take it in, I'm better off if I'm just having a go at it and, and give it a go. And that's what the opportunity was. It was mucking about on bits of paper. They've yeah. got like a, a board. I can actually post up the picture of the the board that we. Yeah, it was it like a weird three D board with eyes and yeah. Shit on it. The, the the reason why we did that is because obviously we've been practicing on bits of paper, and obviously the when you paint onto paper, it has a certain way of you know the paint works in a certain way. That that board, the whole point of that board was to work on a hard surface, mm. and you, all instantly you had to start changing the way you controlled uh, the the brush and how just just very differently how the paint applied itself to mm. a hard surface, which is obviously a bit more like uh, what was going to happen when you when you work on miniatures. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a very useful course, and uh, yeah, the idea is that eventually that that torch be hand over to me and probably go out for a good period of time and then no, I'll it won't it. I'm going to come around and knock on your door have you painted anything yet? <laughs> but no. no I mean the idea is that yeah you, ideally what I'm going to do is get some miniatures together and you sit there and go right this is how I did your iron warriors do it like that and then decide to do it uh, but I'm already lining up the idea for the next army to essentially do in that start to, to have yeah. a go at myself and then take it from there it's piece of piss mate honest 
Yeah, yeah. My favourite article I ever read about airbrushing, the guy referred to it as tantric painting. Because <laughs> it's all about control and patience. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty apt. But I'd rather just dry brush. <laughs> you can still do that. I've just... Like... <laughs> I came. I came to this conclusion the other day. I was fucking. I was nineteenth century hobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the eyes. Don't mind me, sweetheart. I'm just out to murder a prostitute. Back in a bit. <laughs> I, was, I was doing the eyes on my vets, and it was like, yeah, they're blue, and now I've got to mix up the highlight for the corner, and now it's the the next highlight, and then it's the little white bit. In the, and I was just like, why am I fucking bothering? No one's going to be this close to my miniatures. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, it needs to arm's length. Yeah, it looks re. I'm not fucking about anymore. Like when I was yes, younger, really good. but when I was younger, me like because um, me and Steph used to learn how to paint different. He'd he'd learn something, then I'd yeah. learn it off him, and then it was always like he got really good at one thing, so I would try and get really good at another thing. And I'm just I can't bother anymore. As long as it looks good on the table, like my Iron Warriors aren't going to win any awards, and I don't really care. No, no I'd, I'd much rather just play the game. Yeah. For me, uh, it, if anything, the, what I like about the, your yeah. Iron Warriors is, 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 and generally about most armies, is the consistency. Mm. You know, some people put a lot of effort into, you know, a unit or a tank or something like that, and make it look amazing. And then they do another tank, and it, I think it's a problem that some people have had, where they spend a lot of time on one unit. And then they take a break and then do into yeah. another unit. And then all of a sudden it's a different... I think you've mentioned this before. Yeah, about absolutely. The, the reason why you look at doing your sons of is because you know you can do a different... You've, uh, yeah. you do, you've got a better way of doing it. And you don't, what you want, don't want to do is apply that through an army. Yeah. You want to get to a certain level, apply that level to the whole army, and then maybe change it for a next army. I think yeah. it might have actually been um, Michael on RFI that was talking about this, actually. Because well, he learned new techniques. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's you paint the army. Don't paint a unit. <clears throat> don't paint a tank. Paint an army. Yeah. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna use it, you want it to be consistent. And actually, it might be consistently a bit shit, but it will be con- the fact that it's consistent will look better. I think I've probably mentioned before. Um, I've I've never had a model nominated for best individual painted model. Yeah. But I've been nominated for best army three or four times now. Mm. Mm. And it's not that because it I, looks good as a whole. I don't want to belittle your work because your work is really nice. But at the core of it, it's a fairly simple technique oh, yeah, that, you've, that you've applied. Yeah, yeah. And yet you're still being uh, nominated for best song because the look of the army is consistent. It ties in. You've got all the, you know, you've got those little touches like your, uh, 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 it's usually your Death Guard, isn't it, that's been nominated. You know, your rhinos have got that green stripe down them. It's not, you don't look at one rhino and then look at the next one and go, you quite clearly applied some like better weathering techniques on that one or on that one, the bit highlighting's a bit better. It's just a whole lot, pretty much exactly the same style throughout yeah. the whole thing. That's because, uh, and that's, you get, you get that from, Having a, a technique, working out a technique, what it's going to be, but also from the speed of application. So, as in like this, uh, going on the 30k channel, getting stuff ready for that, I know the army's going to look consistent. Because you've got to that standard, I, yeah. and you just apply that standard across everything. I've applied everything. that standard across everything. Now, I might come back six months and go, oh, I could do that better. But, yeah. As you've done with Usons of Horus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm not going to paint another five grand <laughs> yellow. <laughs> oh, no. Right, okay, I think that's it for Hobby Antics. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Yeah, okay, shall we move on to Weapons Free then? Oh, I'm go- yeah, here we go. Probably. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and get me tin helmet and flak jacket. Um, <laughs> I've got a bunker out the back of the Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ross, 
So, um, like... London GT. Holy oh, oh, shit, oh, the There goes the grenade. <laughs> no, no, no. I know other podcasts have touched on this. They right? have. They and have A indeed. lot of people and, like, have touched on this, actually. Uh, a, flew, a few uh, bloggers that were there have touched on it. And I just kind of want to... Like, I'm not going to go into the 40k versus... 30k events that were there that's no, not I mean, what I discussed but, but let's be explicit I mean I think a lot of the uh, stuff that we've been talking about was explicitly the 40k stuff it was, wasn't it? absolutely it was. Was. I, I it want was. to talk about the organisation of it <laughs> yeah sure because like we we talk about a lot of events as a community we, adv- we advertise a lot of each other's events yeah and um, I've seen a lot of different places posting photos from the GT and they're like oh look how cool this table is look how cool this army is and it's all the 30k stuff but none of it is labelled as such and then you've got the comment section full of people going oh but the event was wank like this happened this happened this happened the game's shit I don't understand why anyone would go and it's really detracting from the effort the players have put in yeah so I more just want to like quickly go through a few things that the organisers did that, that pissed me off I didn't even go and it made me angry just yeah. before you go into that for my own knowledge because I've not kept all I've seen is the bits we've, as you discussed is a lot of the pictures and the, 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 the rage that came out <laughs> my pissed but it was more the fact that has, has any of the organisers come out since and I think a said anything know, or they, they responded the, as such they had like the archer smoke bomb Right. So oh like, right! Yeah, yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, the event wasn't very good. These were the problems. Can you please address them?" And they went, uh, "We're banning this guy. He's a baddie. Here's a video where he accidentally knocks one of his models with a cup. He's been awake for nearly eighteen hours, but him and his opponent have both agreed that the mistakes were just mistakes." Oh, I saw that. So right, first of all, they turn around and said, "It's fifty pound for your event ticket. It's also then ten pound." To get into the 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 show, which so is sixty pound a weekend show, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's that's fairly reasonable for an event. Well, for that, for that sixty pound for the GT for the for the for the GT. So to put it into context, most Warhammer World two day events are around seventy seventy five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fully painted at least three colours. Okay. Is that for all events? That, that's this is regardless just, of what I'm they were. I'm only talking about the forty k right now. Right, specifically for the forty k. Okay, just because. Yeah. As far as I've seen for the Heresy and the narrative event, they were both run a lot better. Okay. Like, the, the terrain and everything was good. There was no fuckery when it came Pretty to... Pretty standard affair for the Heresy stuff. Well, it's mostly it. GW terrain. Right. It was given to but the it was the, 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 the standard kind of expectation that we'd, we've come to expect yeah, yeah, from yeah. the... Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. This is the expectation of an event that you're paying £60 for. So they said, fully painted at least three colours. No one checked. No one came round. And at least looked at the armies to make sure that no one had like snuck in unpainted models. They were playing on tables that had unpainted or just spray painted blocks of polystyrene put down, and it was like, oh, it's okay, it's just um, it's line of sight blocking. It's all you need. Even if you're just playing a tournament game, the scenery contributes to you, your enjoyment of that game. Oh, so yeah. like. Even if my entire purpose of playing this game is to beat you, <laughs> and I'm playing over a green battle mat with bits of brown polystyrene, with my army that I've worked really hard to paint to a decent standard, which has ta- been a requirement it, for it the event, it takes the piss. It really does take the piss. Yeah. Apparently, they had queues and bag searches upon entry, which no one knew about until they arrived. Hadn't been spoken about beforehand, but set the whole event back an hour. 
Yeah, because they were really specific. As far as I can tell from uh, one of the blog posts I, I saw from, uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, they posted quite a detailed yeah. uh, breakdown of it. He was saying that they were very specific. You say, you've got to get there for nine or something like that. Yeah, you've the, got the to be there. Registration at start, registration at this time, first game at nine or something. And mm. he got there and he got there with at least an hour and a half to spare and just stood in this queue while they got bag searched by two people. And then, For like 500 attendees, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. But then he had to then queue to get his event banned, which, yeah, is his fault, I suppose. There were no food or drink allowed inside the arena from outside. Yeah. Is it, well, we'll, come, we'll, we'll do the commentary bit in a bit, but let's come back to that. But yeah. they had a bar that served food, but it was £3 for a bottle of Coke. And they stopped serving food one lunchtime because they had too many orders. <laughs> so now you're getting into this kind of area where the tables are so close together they've broken fire regulation. Players are literally asked to ask. And then they throw someone under the bus because he made mistakes when he was tired. Now, I'm not going to go into whether or not in the past he's been accused of cheating. I don't really care. It's more the conduct of the TOs that instead of addressing the problems and the fact that they've lied about each table will have a box of scenery under it. I've seen photos and videos of the day. None of the tables have scenery underneath it. You've put your paying customers at risk because you've broken fire codes. Mm. You've not catered to the needs of the number of people that have come to your event by not explaining there'll be bag searches, by not explaining that there'll only be one place to buy food. Were they aware of that as the TOs, though? Yeah. Or was that the venue's problem? Well, okay. as, far, as far as I'm aware, you can't hire a venue. Like, every year me and Steph hire a venue, mm. and we're told, yes, there's food, no, there's not food. Yes, there's a bar, no, there's not a bar. And then and we would have they, to Would you have been it. told how many that could cater for as yeah. part of that yeah, venue? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the building itself can only hold so many people. Yeah. So the fact that they've gone... That's the problem Tom had at Tarsus, wasn't it? Yes. They only maximise a hard limit yeah. of people he could get in. So they've not catered for a long enough period of time, or they haven't staggered events in a way that means not everyone's going for food at the same time. And there's, what, 500 attendees? Let's, let's say 500 attendees. So 500 attendees at 50 quid each. It's 25 grand. Like, yeah, you've got to pay out for your event, for your venue... And you've got to pay out for your polystyrene. So where's the rest of the money gone? Oh, that's a rhetorical question. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. I'm not expecting them to answer me. I'm not expecting no. them to even give a shit that it's come up again. I'm Whenever I run an event, I will spend 80% of the money that comes in on tickets will go into terrain for my next event. Mm. Based on the feedback that you get. Yeah. It's, you see, the, the, thing, the thing for me is, and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, is um, I'm, I'm very clear that as players we've got responsibilities when you go to an event to make that event as good as you can for everybody. But you, you can only, it's like you can only change the world within 10 feet of you, really. And as a player, what you can do is just try and give your opponent as good a game yeah. as possible, be that a competitive game, a narrative game, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the context, ethos Going back is, to what you said about your expectation of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. That's your responsibility. Straight up yours as a player, nobody else's. But the TOs are on the hook for pretty much everything else. Yeah. For making it a, a 
well, for a start, you know, making it a, an event that people want to go to, or whatever that is, appealing to the right crowd of people that you want to go to that kind of event again, be it competitive narrative, whatever. Sorting out all the events, the uh, the venue itself, making sure that your players are safe, fed, watered at a reasonable cost. That you'd actually, I get that people might want to make some money from doing this kind of stuff. You know, I'm not averse to people no, making no. money, but part and parcel of it sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, no, but my, my people have, need the... to get. No, 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 you weren't. Yeah. But it's like people. There's an expectation. There's you've got to give people back an equivalent value they've got to you've got to have some sense that what they've got is worth what they've paid and it sounds to me very clearly that the people a lot of the people that went didn't going feel back to Tarsis, you know those tickets were i can't remember how much 40, they were, quid? 40, 40 quid 40 quid yeah. per team yeah uh 60 odd people at the day that you know the, like you said hard limit because of fire regulations because hmm. tom's you know get you know that's what he does um none of us came away from that day with any element of that was a bit of shit. You know, we didn't get our money's worth from that. No, none no, of us. No, absolutely, no none of us did that. And no because, point was that that wasn't worth it. No, because you know, we walked in there. We, we didn't know what to expect. We'd never been to income gaming before. We'd no. never we'd never been to a task event before. We obviously, we heard a lot of hype from it. Um, you, we went in there with you know, pretty much an open mind of what don't know what we're going to get. You guys got really excited about the burritos and came away even more excited about the burritos. The burritos were amazing. Um, that didn't suit me because I'm not a burrito fan, but it, they, they just quickly Such said... Such a picky eater. For those people that don't know, but straight away, <laughs> no, the point is, yeah. you know, that was what was tabled for the event attendees, but you know they did say, well, you we're in town, there's other food places around if you don't want to eat this. Brilliant, suited me down to the ground. Um, you know The tables were all brilliant. You know there was not, not, I didn't really see any tables that were a little bit... Could have done a bit better on there with the, t- with the scenery. Uh, they all seem to be up to a decent standard for yeah. the, for the games that we're playing. And, and, you know, and as you say, you know, all the attendee, all the people that attended the event, put in that effort. Mm. You know, m- more so in fact than you probably expect. But that's, but that's what like I said. What I said earlier. That's something that we're coming to expect for heresy events. Mm. Which brings me on to the second part of what I wanted to say was, I'm not deep into the forty k community. No. But I know enough people and I, I'm part of enough pages to see that after the initial, oh, that event was really shit and it wasn't worth the money, there's n- that's it. It's kind of fallen flat and they've gone, oh, we'll go again next year. It'll be better next year. I mean, I've got to say, uh, in response to the 40k stuff, I mean, I, I've said I'm not playing a 40k event. I don't intend to either. It's one of the things I've come to expect or what I've come to see is that it's a highly competitive game. Which is not really my scene. Interestingly enough, I have noticed. Have you noticed some of the people that play at our local club have started to fall out of love with it? People that were hardcore. I think because there's a more competitive game, they're enjoying more. I don't think because I don't of the think Shadespire is more competitive. I think it's more open for competition. Yeah, I think that's what they like it, about it. But it's also it's designed the, to be that kind of tournament game. But it's because they're, they're, I think they also like the fact that you don't have to massively invest in it. Uh, yeah. to get everything you need for I, it I think I think that's part of the issue is that staying on top of the 40k meta that, I think that's part of the problem is, is that yeah. the meta's changing so often because of the changes but that's this is, we're not we're getting into no. something there but the, what I did see in as part of the aftermath of that those pictures going up and your lovely video that you posted of the chaps sat there <laughs> I don't know it was meme inspiration what can I tell you <laughs> it was a spicy meme <laughs> but one I mean I was chatting on because I'm in like Ross I'm in various 40k groups so for me I'm, I'm generally in the tower ones and it came you're, with you're just looking for ideas for conversions that's what you're looking for always kinky um, bitch <laughs> to the point where I've actually infiltrated the Tiger Owners Club somehow <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't own a Titan. I know. <laughs> I just asked him to let me join. Technically, you do have those Warhound Epic Titans you bought from me decades ago. I've still got them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, one chap though, uh, you know, fair point in defence of what happened. From his point of view, as a competitive player, mm. those tables were fine. Because what yeah. he wants is line of sight blocking scenery so he knows there's no confusion and the game can go quicker. But that's what he enjoys. Yeah. This is going back to about expectation. If that's what he enjoys, fine. From my point of view, that would be I might as well start playing computer games in a, in a roundabout sort oh, of way. Get chess. Or chess. Drafts. Yeah. No, but this or checkers if you're American that's what that person got out of that yeah. he's happy to go back because as far as you're aware he's actually said to, he's actually said I can't remember the chap's name and I've got no issues with him because if this is what he enjoys he's what he enjoys and he literally said as far as he's concerned scenery is not there for show it's there as a game piece and if it does the job as part of the game he's happy with that fine what I thought was funny is there was more outrage from the heresy community than there was from the 40k community Hmm. And like that's the, very true actually the 40k community have kind of gone it was a shit event we'll go again next year it might be better and I genuinely hope that any money that was made gets rolled into terrain money for next year but there was more outrage from heresy players who were like those people have been ripped off and yeah alright if, if one of them represents yeah I, like I don't know how many people out the there are the same went, yeah so for, there's 50 players that were perfectly happy with that polystyrene I know there's a lot more players that weren't. Oh yeah, and definitely. I don't know, it just... From my time playing competitive War Machine, there are events I've been to that have been so bad that I've straight up said I'm not going back. Mm. And they died. They're not there anymore because yeah. they... they I hate to add, not, be, not because you explicitly said you weren't going back, <laughs> oh, no, but no. because in general you were just reflecting the zeitgeist, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So the, the community went, your event was shit, you've done nothing to fix it, we're not coming back. Mm. And every time I run an event, that's why I listen to the feedback of the players. And I'm like, right, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly? Mm. And we've gone from a couple of years ago when it was like the ugly was your venue's too cold. We didn't, we nearly died of exposure. You know, the food's <laughs> Such not a bunch enough, I'm queens. allergic to everything, and I can only eat a, a mushroom that grows on Mars. To it's a great venue because we've moved. The, you know, you haven't done food, but you've given us extra time to go and buy food. If you listen to your player feedback, mm. your event gets better. But what I find most offensive about how the GT handled it was instead of acknowledging the player feedback and saying, okay, we're going to address these problems, they took a player who may have a controversial history. He played on, the, he played on stream. He made a couple of very visible mistakes. But at the same time, so did his opponent. But his opponent wasn't crucified for it. They've banned him because they know banning him will make more of a fuss than running a shit event. And yeah. it it's, just it just it's makes like me think like if I ever see an event run by those people, I'm not fucking going to it. Like because no. I can't I can't take the chance that I'm going to spend sixty quid and they're going to have a good week and they're going to make the terrain and stuff. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to gamble sixty quid in a weekend. Yeah. No, but that no, might be shit. Not, you know, that you know it's you know that yeah. not going to be good. I mean, we're going back to Tarsus because Absolutely. of the previous one for that Absolutely. exact reason. But on the uh, terrain thing, the one thing, I mean, I'm going on hearsay what I've read online. You know, take, yeah. take that what you will. I think one of the things that people have a bigger gripe with on that terrain issue is the time. This event is a year in the making. Yeah, a year in the making, and apparently 
they left it till 10 days before the event to get the, the oh, scenery. Oh, they put so that, out a video. They put out a video of like a couple of them in their back garden and it's covered in polystyrene chips and the guy's like, oh, I'm really sorry, guys. We've run out of time. It's too close to the event. We haven't managed to paint everything. And I'm sat there watching it like, when the fuck did you start? Because yeah. all I can see is like a hundred or so pieces of polystyrene that you've spray, spray undercoated. I'm like, if I have three months which is at least what they had when they knew how many tickets they'd sold. If I had three months to paint terrain, terrain for X number of tables, I get fucking club involved. I go down, I'm like, all right, here is X number of sector mechanicus kits, build it. Mm-hmm. And then anyone that wants to gets involved, I'll buy them a couple of drinks at the bar. And then the next week, they're all black and undercoated. Here's some paintbrushes. Just, I don't care if it looks shit, just literally dry brush it, I'll fix it with washes. And you get it done. Or, and as what some people have done, he said, can you bring scenery yourselves? Mark it up, put name on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and as long as you don't mind it being used on a particular the table, like, then we'll get you back at the brought scenery for them. Games Workshop brought scenery and it went into their narrative tracks and they played on the Warhammer World scenery. So it's not even like they had to worry about getting scenery done for all the tables. They just had the, these tables for the tournament. Mm. That, that's the thing I find most offensive. And it's probably a professional offence that I take because, as you know, I kind of work, have a project management element of what I do. Um, and it's, it's just, the first time somebody does something like that, I totally get it. And I have this with people I teach as well. Uh, the first essay they ever hand in, and they always hand it in late, always comes in late, and I say, because it, but it's fair enough, they've never written a, a, a kind of like a 3,000 word history they essay before. What, they don't, they don't know how long it's going to take. And they always underestimate it. And I'll tell them, and it's the same thing, I always tell them, take the first number you thought of, Double it, triple it to be safe. Yeah. So the second time, but the second time you do it, you know how long this stuff takes because you've done it before and fucked it up. Yeah. And uh, failing at something is by far and away the best way of getting it right in the future. Oh, yeah, you learn from the you learn Absolutely, from the you remember. But I think that's the that, that's the odd thing is that we didn't hear this problem last year for London GT. Well, it's definitely not the first rodeo, but it's the first yeah. time I think so, they've gone this big. Yeah. Right. So it's purely the, the mass numbers that might have yeah. might have screwed yeah, but, up for. You know, I was at school the day they did maths. I'm fairly <laughs> sure they covered multiplication. So, like, you know, 10 things and 50 things, it's going to take five times as long, yeah. probably. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I, I have that is the thing that winds me up the most. And it's that, that as a tournament organizer, that's, there's a key in the name, organizer. Mm-hmm. It's, that's on you. That is yeah. entirely on you. Even if it's not to do it yourself, but to organise for someone to help out, like well, you were saying. Like yeah. Delegate. If you've, got, yeah. if you've got a team of people that are willing to help you, like, we're very lucky we've got Leicester Fat Cats. So yeah. If we really were in a, in a place where we needed help, like the demo guys have done it before. Yeah, we've oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We've, got, we've got three weeks until the event. We need this doing. Who can help us out? And everyone, yeah. like, people will dig in and say, yeah, I can do this, yeah. I can do that. Or Ant will do it. I'll do an entire table worth well, yeah, train I mean, himself. Well, He's not human, though. But... You know, the fact that local clubs said, we'll lend you our terrain, yeah. and were told no. Mm. Whereas the people running narrative tracts, you know, I know, I, I know, because I, I don't know, I've read it in someone's blog, but the person that ran the heresy narrative tract, his club lent him scenery, he bought scenery as well, and he managed, and he was, he pulled from the GW pool of scenery they were kind of bringing to the event. Mm. So, like, if he can have the forethought to cater for his players and put tables out which look amazing, 
why is the tournament track only being looked at like three days before the event? I don't know. I, I think that these are the way the questions are. Isn't it? These are these yeah. are the serious questions from my perspective. And I, actually, I think it, there's a level of self awareness there, isn't there? Because I I couldn't in all conscience put on an event and have the situation that they had in London GT and then not spend a good couple of weeks reflecting, thinking, how the fuck did we fuck it up that badly? Yeah. How could we not fuck it up like that again? Yeah. What's the, what, how do we solve this problem? How do we solve or, it? Or, uh, uh, me, at the very least, if that was the, sort of the feedback I was getting within a couple of days, I'd come out probably and go, can I only apologise? Well, you you've know. got nowhere else to go, have you? No. No, whereas, as you say, it's like the Archer Smoke Bomb, isn't it? Or the Tories announcing a green policy when they're taking money yeah. off disabled people. It is, and I honestly, I feel bad for the for the guy they've they've kind of hung out to dry. Because, yeah, he might have a chequered past, but at the end of the day, if you look at any of the top players, even in, in War Machine, in Infinity, in any game system, there'll be people that are going, oh, did you see him accidentally nudge that model? He did that on purpose. Did you see him roll them dice and pick them up really quickly? There's no way you could have read them that quickly. And I know from playing like the top tier War Machine players, you can roll dice and know that you need a three, and you see a four on one dice, you don't need to look at the other one, you just yeah. pick the fuckers up. Yeah. But from the outside, that's someone going, oh, he didn't even look at the dice, he just told his opponent he hit, oh, yeah. oh that's really dodgy play. Just stop being fucking keyboard warriors mm. and winding everyone up, because then you've, you've essentially just ruined one person's reputation. And I think the, the key point there is as well is... The two things are not connected in any way, shape, or form. No. Dude over here might have been cheating like a motherfucker, but you know what? That's got nothing to do with the fact that you've made a bit of an abortion of organising it. Yeah. They've got completely other... Nothing, no relation whatsoever. Right, are we moving on? We probably have but, to. Before, yeah. before we move on, I do have to point something out, which is local to ourselves. Have I got something coming out of my nose? No, no, no. no. This, no. Is, this is to do with the, uh, the, the more to do with the events. And being was talking about scenery and events yeah, yeah. and whatnot, and that Blood and Oil, which is their war machine event that you run. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have had um, an ongoing joke. As oh it were. yes. So uh, for for anyone that might have been listening who has been to these events and is going, well, this is that the other well. We have something called Sponge Mountain. Sponge, Sponge Mountain. Mountain. Sponge is Mountain. And it was... We had it. We don't have it anymore. No, it, it was... No. It, we don't know what happened to it. I think it went missing, didn't it? Or it, it who's, was, who could possibly have stolen Sponge Mountain? <laughs> no, no. It happened in the great terrain vanishing of 2000. Yeah. Oh, so that, it might have ended up in a box somewhere. That's when all the saga houses went walking yeah. around. Yeah, they've yeah. come back. They, no, I noticed as well... Um, and oh, the bear, up, the bear huts. The bear huts, yeah. yeah. And went up into the thing the other day and he came back down with the box of and went, didn't this go missing a couple of years ago? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. There's some yeah. shady motherfuckers. Yeah, the Sponge <laughs> Mountain we uh, utilised as a joke. So basically, bottom table. It, it was, the, it was the classic that, thing. Whole Christ, we've got to fill one more table. Yeah. What else could we put on it? Yeah, and it was literally, you know, it's old. I mean, the club's been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, we've done the usual thing of we're, taking what we have We're approaching to our second decade, you know. Really? Yeah. Already? Yeah. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so obviously back in the early days of when the club started out, it was what if Senior would get hold of. And some of that Senior was made out of sponges yeah. and painted. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it was based. It was a thing, wasn't it? It was, it was based, it? yeah. So what didn't you give people a wooden spoon and some and a sponge, sp yeah, a sponge, a cake, a sponge cake or an actual sponge? Whoever, one, yeah. whoever came last was king of Sponge Mountain, and then that 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 then became a thing. People would come back and want to be king of Sponge Mountain. <laughs> sponge so mountain. the point is that we you know we use crap scenery, but for a purpose. It, it was, it was a meant to be. Over. I I have to say, um, when we get around to doing our, a heresy event ourselves, 
I think Sponge Mountain, in some <laughs> way, shape, or form, needs to make a comeback. Yes. But Zoe Mortalis Spongeboard. <laughs> the key thing is, when the game started to change, when Sponge Mountain wasn't a joke anymore, it was a hindrance to the players, mm. we switched yeah. to 2D terrain. Yeah. When um, walls became a specific size, we made a shitload of walls. Yeah. Mm. But it's all down to the feedback. And it's because people were saying, oh, it's really hard to balance on these hills. Okay, well, here's a 2D hill. It doesn't look amazing, but it's not, you know... No, but it's, it's, it's a vinyl courses. print. It, it yeah, looks yeah. like a hill. It, but that's, it's that, nice enough looking on the table. That is the level of competitive play that you get into yeah, I mean, now that, in, that, in that game. Yeah. And, and, we and had, Blood and Oil is a different kettle of fish to so the kind yeah, of thing absolutely. we're doing. And we had, call, we had feedback saying, oh, can you do the bottom half of the tables with normal terrain? And I was like, well, we could, but you're the only person that's asked for it. So until there's a bigger, until there's a bigger kind of interest in it. Like there's twenty of us that go in. Oh, we don't like playing on two D terrain. Can you make some of but the this tables? Is the thing. Like if I'd run an event where my terrain was that bad, and then I'd had that kind of community feedback, I would never run an event again. No. I would I would go and sit down and really rethink my ability to run events. Or take it the opposite direction and absolutely smash it the next time to well, try that, and make people that, forget about that the previous one. That is literally one. that's the redemption play. That's all they've mm. got. Mm. You know, if they have. As I as I suspect, walked away with a shiny penny in their pocket. They need to go and fucking spend that on decent terrain now. Yeah, and get on it. And they need to it, they need to be putting it. videos and photos and blog posts up about how they're getting terrain ready for next year. If you want me to do your project plan, just ping us a note. I'll yeah. do, sort that out for you. Don't you worry. I mean, you've written notes just for tonight. We have, we have to have running notes, otherwise we end up with just an hour of me shouting. <laughs> Cock one ball! <laughs> fucking GT bastards! Anyway, I think that's time, a good yeah. time to move on. Okay, so, um, second on our weapons free, uh, Heresy What Ifs. Heresy now, What Ifs. We've, we've kind of had a bit of a flurry of these, haven't we? We have. Um, Was this from all your posts? Or? Yeah, every so often, or every so often, every month or so, I'll put up a tell me what Fluffy wants to talk about. Graham Sanders was the fifth or sixth person that's posted. What if, uh, uh, he wants to know a few of heresy. What ifs, for example, what if Magnus didn't destroy the warp gate under the throne? What if Magnus did do something wrong? What? Yeah. <laughs> By the so, way, there might be some spoilers in this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. So I, I, I've I've looked through a few that we've had in the past, and I've also come up with one of my own. So the first one, which I think is a really interesting one for us to have a little discussion about, would be what if the Alpha Legion, so Alpharius and Omegron had told the cabal to suck a dick. Hey. So instead of instead of going, oh yeah, okay, we need to destroy the humanity. Well, just, just, how about a little bit of intro for anyone that might not know what you're talking about, right? All right now. Okay. Yeah. So just so, just a little brief one so to remind uh, people. In the Dan Abnett book Legion, um, cool a, read by the way. Very good. Cool. It is a good read. Um, a mysterious group of different Xenos races that call themselves the Cabal reveal themselves to Alpharius and Omegron. And explain that unless humanity is destroyed, the chaos gods will annihilate the universe. But they call it the primordial annihilator. Um, and Alpharius and Omegron have a bit of a bro think, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, we need to side with Horus when he eventually falls. So let's kill all of these Imperial army guys now, disappear for the best part of a decade with our legion, and then come back and and cave some loyalist heads in." Which they did, because there's like a there's almost a full decade between the events in Legion and the fall of Horus. Just a, just a slight aside, I completely missed the point that Geno Five Two are named after the Chiliad yeah, they regiment. Are. I yeah, completely yeah. missed that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so there's like a whole decade where they kind of disappear from from the Imperium, 
and there's rumours that the Alpha Legion have been destroyed in like the outreaches of the, the, the ghoul stars or whatever, that they've gone back to like finish off the Rangdang Xenocide shit that's going on. And then just before the fall of Horus, they kind of return to the Imperium and there's fucking loads of them. They're like the maybe the third, fourth biggest legion at the time. They're all rocking around with like Volkite weapons. They're Lurarian? And Lurnian. 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 The Terminators, yeah. Yeah, they're all like packing. Lurnian Lion. Is it? Yeah, it's one of Heracles' seven tasks. Oh, yes, it is, yeah. Oh, no, that's Nemean Lion. Sorry, that's Lurnian. It's the Lurnian Hydra. Oh, of course yeah. it's the Hydra, yeah. Of course yeah. it is. Of course, every episode of Phosphix Party, you have your IQ points raised and get lowered. <laughs> but it's interesting to note as well. I like turtles. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> In that decade is where the iconography changes from yeah. the Alpha with the chain to the Hydra. So they kind of re-emerge cool. back into the Imperium and their heraldry is completely different. The way they persecute war is completely different as well because they just go in and destabilise the world without committing legion strength and stuff. Boop. Well, there's a very cool short story about them. Uh, one agent. One agent, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're diversifying so, there. So. Considering exactly what they did and how much of the Imperium they destabilised before Horus fell, mm. and they kind of paved the way, in the same way like the Iron Warriors paved their way to terror, they broke the fortress worlds before the push was made, Alpharius kind of broke the spirit of the Imperium like worlds went dark, they aligned themselves with Horus. What if he turned around and said, "Actually, no, I don't want to be a baddie." Okay, so well, the point is that they, 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 at the time when that happened, was they knew it was essentially being seen as the bad guys because siding with Horus, but for the right reasons. Basically, it was like doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Well, yeah, it's, so it's still fighting for the Imperium. In, it's like it's like realizing that you are the sole carrier of a. A species ending disease and shooting yourself in the head essentially yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. so anyway so if they hadn't have agreed to that then so instead of the cabal convincing them that they need to destroy humanity instead they just go actually no um, we're really happy with the way things are being alive in that so I'm going to go and tell dad okay so here's the thing um, I've always thought and this is just personal opinion I've always thought the Horus heresy as a uh, as an act of conquest was always on the clock because the nature of chaos is its entropy. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the breakdown of the world eaters, of even how the the kind of the sons of Horus, who were effect, you know one of the most coherent um, legions before the heresy, start to break up into these little fucking war bands doing their own thing, so it's not going to take long before the influence of chaos on all the legions on Horus's side breaks them down to such an ineffectual point that you can't prosecute war on that scale. Because it's they basically be, just... become war bands of their own. Yeah, they just yeah. become crazy dickheads running Which around with can... chain axes looking for somebody <laughs> to hit. But the smaller they become, the easier they are to defeat. Absolutely. So th- th- it's always on the clock. So if Alpharius and Omegon haven't prepared the way, are we looking at a Horus heresy that effectively ends on Isfan 5? I think the Drop Sight Massacre would still have happened. Okay. You well, Because Kurs would still what, be Kurs. Were the Aflegion there? Yeah. They yeah, were there, weren't they? Did, how much did they take part in it? Well, the, I'm, the, I'm not a bit a unclear on that one. So when um, Ferris made Planetfall, Vulcan made Planetfall, Korax made Planetfall, and they, they kind of spearheaded the assault. Yeah. When Ferris died, 
and they all started falling back to the drop site. Which is where the Iron Warriors... The other legions, everybody else, basically. Yeah, the other else. legions opened fire. And that's where the Alpha Legion were. Yeah, they, yeah, they were considered the as loyalists at that time, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Unlike the Night Lords and the... World uh, and the Iron Warriors, they didn't commit to the hunting of right. the loyalists. They after the drop site, they left. Right. But so it doesn't it doesn't end on Istvan. Korax makes it off Istvan, goes and sees Dad, gets the cloning tech, goes back to Deliverance. Omegron doesn't take a piss in the petri dish. So now there are supermarines wandering about. <laughs> Primaris. <laughs> you don't have any of the. Um, forge worlds and stuff losing contact with Mars because there's no Alpha Legion agents there to destabilise them it, so you end up with a kind of more equal war in well, my opinion that, that is, this is my point you see, they, won't, they don't make progress but the entropy of the Chaos Gods is still taking effect on the Legion so they break you know that is the ticking time bomb at the back they've got to get to terror and they've got to take terror out before there's they will dissolve into there's also a morale Going back to the the, the short story I was mentioning with the yeah. one eight, what literally not even a marine, it was one agent that they had, a human agent yeah. that destabilized an entire world based on hearsay and word of mouth and using natural comments in the sky to make them think that the marines <coughs> Nig- turned Nigel up. Farage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we say Nigel Farage but is an alpha if you, plant. It's possible. That, that destabilized entire world's morale. Mm. That was one very imperial believing world that became disillusioned and started fighting within themselves yeah. because they didn't trust anyone. Take that away, well that's a planet that they can be used as a resource and, and don't for forget, the Imperium. And don't forget it's not it's not a question of them going from being pro Horus to neutral. It's pro Horus to pro Emperor. Mm. Yeah. So it, it affects all massive. of that stuff is acting against Horus. Horus. Yeah. I, I so I I my bet is is that Horus isn't getting out of the Isfan five system. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it would happen, and the events of Isfan Five would have happened as they yeah. are, apart from, like you say, even you know the Alpha Legion leaving as they did. The, because suddenly that could have been the moment when Horus realised you're not on our side. Suddenly, mm. the Battle of Fowl happens. Yeah, and after the Battle of Fowl, when they get to Istvan, and they're like, "Oh, the traitors are still here, but we can't do anything about it." Suddenly, you've got the Alpha Legion that haven't obfuscated orders for the other legions. Yeah, so you've got potentially the Ultramarines. Who can turn up? Yeah, and they're they're the biggest legion at that time. Mm. You've got um, the Alpha Legion themselves. You know, potentially also quite large based on what you're saying. And this is the thing as well. If if Alpha Harris and Omega have gone to the Emperor and said, "This is what we've been told," you've potentially got Custodes ready to roll as well. The Emperor himself. Everybody's fucked. I mean, this <laughs> is it. The Emperor just gets on the phone to Magnus beforehand and goes, "Right, there's this throne. I'm going to explain some stuff because I've been told at some point you're going to send me a telegram and it's going to fuck everything up." That psychic text message, we'll come to that in a minute. It's another point. <laughs> yeah, but he puts the, he puts Magnus on the throne for a bit. He wanders off, spanks Horus, goes back. It, be- it becomes an Ulanor, but against Horus. Yeah. So in effect, what we're talking about is a great crusade that maybe slows or um, maybe maybe they consolidate. It's classic kind of if you think about um, um, analogy from. Um, Earth history. If you think about uh, the Teutoburg Forest Massacre, effectively stops the Roman Empire in its tracks, its expansion yeah. in Germania. What you get is the Horus Heresy happens, they quell it, but it effectively stops the expansion that of the Empire. That's the line of the Crusade. That's it. You get maybe another couple of hundred years and another seven empty plinths. And yeah, that's it. and then all of a sudden everybody's talking about, oh, these are the 
these are the primates we don't talk about anymore. Well, no, think about it. Another hundred years, every imperial citizen that might have known about them is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, imperial truth stays intact. Mm-hmm. The they expunge all information, like the two missing primates we have yeah. now. They expunge all the information about them. And I suppose there would be a period of time because, you know, obviously we don't know what happened to the Unknown Legions, but they seem to be isolated incidents separately. Hmm. All of a sudden you're talking about, you know, seven legions that they've got to destroy that have already spread across the galaxy. But if you think about that as a as a core celebrity, if you like, for a, a, a kind of... It becomes an anchor for for a belief system, not not a religious belief system like the, the emperor dying or you know mm. all of the stuff that is born out of that. But a kind the, the of this truth, is why the imperial yeah. truth is important. Mm. You got a you got a reason to explain it. Yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. However, you've also got to think about that the Alpha Legion excelled at destroying other marine formations. So yeah, you've got to go and scour the galaxy of the 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 traitors. Well, you just send the Alpha Legion to do it. Mm. The Alpha so Legion you don't see him coming. Yeah, so uh, um, Alpha, Alpharius and Omega have become the new Lehman Ross. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was even said in one of the novels that where Horus is speaking to Alpharius and he says, I don't trust what you're doing. I don't know what you are doing as, 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 Alpha, as Alpharius. I think it's in, Hor- it's in the third book, Galaxy in Flames. Right. Where Horus is like, it's his internal monologue, which is, I don't think I could defeat the Alpha Legion in open, in open warfare. And he, he says, I don't trust you. I don't know what game you're playing. Yeah. And Which it, says a lot for considering... It's kaplunk, motherfuckers. Well, considering, <laughs> you know, if you think about the character of Horus, he, yeah. he, was the, he was given the title of Warmaster. He was the most liked of all the Primarchs. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing, is it? Why is it the Warmaster? Because I think it's a, it's a combination of things. He's, so uh, if you think about it, if you, you kind of lined them up, and we've had this conversation before, yeah. if you line them up, you think, actually, why, why not Bobby G? Why not... Um, Royal Dong why not you know a Royal Dong, <laughs> Royal Dong. See, he's, he's always going to be Royal Dong now like, after that per- post personally I think right when when the Emperor found Horus he was still very young yeah so he had a period of time where he grew up on terror being personally tutored by the Emperor I think from that point onwards no one else was ever going to be the War Master no. no because all the others grew up on their planets raised by humans or not raised at all and then you have Horus who was returned to Chthonia and like broke the brutal tribe gangs and formed the Legion and were like, right, you aren't you aren't like a, a hive scummer anymore. You're a marine. This is what we do. And like after we finish the crusade, we'll be statesmen and we'll be diplomats and we'll be X, Y, and Z. And um, yeah, he yeah he won the most victories. But then again, he had other than the Dark Angels, well the first Legion, he had probably the longest run up at it. Mm-hmm. And the only the only two Primarchs that came close were the Lion and Russ. And you can't put either of them as a Warmaster because Russ is unbalanced. <laughs> Chain axes for everyone! And like, as much as the current books are saying the Lion's a loyalist, I'm still not entirely sure what he decided by, <laughs> he the, by a, the end of the heresy. He's a shady anyway. bitch, isn't he? But, yeah, so I, I am, yeah. But the right, point so was is that if you take that character yeah. and he, of all those Primarchs, didn't trust, still didn't trust, mm. or know... You know, he's meant to be tactical genius, you know, next level shit, picked by the Chaos Gods to, to lead the, you know, the rebellion. And he's still looking at Alpharius going, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And that's, that says a lot. Okay, so first, what if um, Alpha Legion side with the Emperor, shortens the, uh, the, heresy. the heresy, victory for the Emperor, yep. he's not dead, and the golden Imperium, the, a golden age of the Imperium maybe. 
We'd know what. The, well, we know what the well, plan was for the Imperium, wasn't it? Not for the, not the bucket of shit that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know the, 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 what uh, the Emperor's grand plan was, and the reason why he pulled out was because he was essentially trying to find, you know, setting up the way of the Imperium being able to travel through space, connecting all those planets without the use of the warp. Yeah. Because he knew the dangers of the warp. We literally all have to sudden, travel through hell. The human, the human know, right? race can spread even further, like a virus. Across more planets safely, yeah, and chaos can do very, very little apart from in the physical universe. Hmm. Now you see, you say that right now. The Elder or the Eldari, why would they not want that? Eldrad Ulthran himself says to Fulgrim, "You are fucking everything up." If they all can see the Emperor's plan, why didn't they try and help? Why him? didn't they step in and go? This is how the webway works. Yeah, because they, surely they would have seen what did happen. Which they is, are, okay. ah, no, because the way the Eld, Eldari look at it is that they wanted it to happen because it weakened the human race, which was their biggest threat. So they're always looking out for them one, aren't they? So yes, they, they see chaos is the big, big threat, but from their point of view as, an El, as their race, the, the human race was actually a bigger threat at the know, time. So they saw the, a, the, a civil war, a way of weakening that race to help make, give them time to grow stronger, but essentially it fucked up. In the, like in big, the, a lot in the worse novels, than... though, especially in the early novels where like Eldrad and the other Elder are in it, and the Elder that are in the Cabal, they don't seem to be as selfish and as self-centered as the 40k mm. Eldar are. You know, they're, they're almost working like they've towards destroying the Primordial Annihilator, which is surely would have been the, solved the better. The best way to do it is to give the Emperor the information about the Webway, let the human race move into the Webway, and then there's nothing for maybe. Maybe, well, we don't know the full story about what the Emperor knew. Maybe they tried and he just didn't want anything to do with them. Otherwise, why was he doing it himself? We are extemporising now. That's true. Okay, so uh, what's the next what if then? So Lay the, another one on this big boy. The next boy. one is what if Magnus hadn't mindfucked the throne? <laughs> <laughs> is there a way of uh, uh, debating this one without it coming out with the same answer? <laughs> well, no, I think by this point the heresy was already going to be a thing. This is where it gets funny about the timeline, isn't it? So th this happened. So once again, a bit of background. So what had happened was this is essentially a catalyst to the the what caused a lot of the problems. So uh, the emperor's got his project going underneath the, the underneath the, the palace, which is essentially opening up a a, web, a stable webway gate into the webway yep. that the Eldar use. Um, now is it? Uh, it's not Erebus. It's um, Lorgar goes to Magnus, doesn't he? No, no. And tries to convince so, him. Magnus, <coughs> after Nakia, Magnus took the entire legion back to Prospero, and he was basically like, "We're gonna Sulking. sit. We're gonna sit. We're gonna work out how to move forward from here." And he goes off to a place called the Reflecting Cave, which is it. a cave yep. full of um, psychoactive crystals. And he has this vision, and he sees uh, the galaxy in flames and Horus killing the Emperor, and um, it's basically like Fifty Shades of what's going to happen next, mm -hmm. but not all of them are true. So, he like then, Doctor Strange in uh, yeah. yeah, I've yeah. seen fourteen million and fifty-two futures. We only went in one, <laughs> and I'm so not going to do it. <laughs> he gets this vision, and instead of doing the smart thing, in my opinion, which is loading up your fleet and fucking flying to terror, and turning up and going right here, you are, this is what I've seen. We're here to defend terror. We're here in case it happens anyway, because by this point it was already happening. The fall of Prospero happens roughly a year before Istvan. So mm. once you take into account 
travel time and how far away everything is from each other, they happen almost simultaneously. Mm. So, well, no, it was because Horus suggested they send the uh, space force, didn't he? Yeah. So, it, but Horus had already fought. I mean, not, not the fall of Horus. Sorry, the Istvan massacre. Yeah. So Horus, Horus is already a baddie by this point, and when the Emperor's like, "Oh, he fucked up everything." Um, Russ, go and bring him to terror because that was the, that was what the order was. Mm. Bring him to terror, bring him to heal. Horace was the one that went in and went actually just fucking kill him. Like <laughs> shank the bitch. You've had problems with him before, just off him. So you get this weird situation where if Magnus had just gone to terror, suddenly you don't have Prospero massacre. You have a whole other legion. Granted, a legion that's probably going to undergo the flesh change during the siege of terror. <laughs> It's going to get pretty so, shady for them, isn't because it? Because the Emperor will probably lift the Edict of Nakia. If mm-hmm. he's got that many psychic warriors on his, fo- on his side, he'll be like, right, do it. You know, balls to the wall. <laughs> Mind bullets! But you also don't have the really fucked up situation where Magnus knew it was going to happen. Mm. The only thing he thought would fix it would be to reach out to the Emperor. And then the Emperor's like, you fucked everything up. Everything. Well, it's because he used the psychic ability to try and contact the Emperor quicker. That yeah, yeah. was essentially what it was trying to do, wasn't he? But look, what I mean it is... Shattered. It shattered. It shattered all the wards and yeah. demons and stuff happened. So Russ went and did it. So you've decimated two legions, mm-hmm. because the wolves were never the same after Prospero either. So you've wounded the wolves, you've, dis- you've almost completely wiped out a thousand sons. Horace has taken two legions off the table that he doesn't have to worry about anymore. The Emperor's not on the board anymore either because he yeah. has to sit on the throne. All because the of what's happening in the Impossible City. Mm. Custodies aren't a bigger... Because they're having to fight the yeah, war in the webway. There's 10,000 custodies. There's a legion yeah. of them. But there wasn't that many of the Seeds of Terror because most of them died in the webway. Or they're still fighting in the webway to stop yeah. the, the demon incursion. So you're, you're suddenly in this really weird situation where if Magnus hasn't broken the throne, again, I think... The heresy doesn't last much after Istvan. So again, we're, we're talking. We might even only be talking about three empty or four empty because they'd figure out that we're uh, law guards a dickhead. Yeah. Um, you're talking about four empty pedestals. Well, Kurz would go. Kurz would go. So five empty pedestals. You could probably save Mortarian. Uh, certainly, Perturabo, I reckon. With the appropriate uh, counselling and intervention. See, Perturabo didn't truly fall until he was given. Yeah. The hammer. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the time he was just pissed off and was like, this is the best way to get back at Dad. And then he was given Forge Breaker, which, unbeknown to him, had a demon in it. Pretty much the same deal as Fulgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's how the old law had it. Yeah. I'm not sure how the new law deals with Perturabo, because, in my opinion, it's not been done in the best way. They, they all have that moment of apotheosis, don't they, where they do something that they feel there's no coming back from. Yeah, I mean, as we discussed before, Angon, yeah. I think, could have been saved. Yeah. That, there's an intervention early do you know because I've got all the fucking missiles in the world I can make all these bad guys go away no yeah. worries I've got you covered man <laughs> you, and, you and your dudes in your loincloths can come here it's fine I've got this covered <laughs> okay. the question is would um, let me just lance strike these motherfuckers and we'll talk so because you're saying like, obviously the, the, the siege of Prospero happened at the same sort of time as this battle just very much very close to it well, we're talking about the fact that if you know uh, what he'd done is not do- use his psychic power and destroy the wards. Gone himself personally you- with his entire legion to terror. Would the emperor have then sent him to Isfahan? If not him, then most definitely the wolves. Mm. So instead of just having 
so essentially you'd still end up with the drop site massacre in some shade. Mm. It would just be a more even engagement because you'd, you'd potentially have the Thousand Sons and the Wolves with Salamanders, Iron Hands, Raven Guard. So that's five legions against seven? Well, yeah. the, the shift was from... It was eight. Are all the traitor legions at Bistaban? Apart from... Uh, yeah, I think they are. Yeah. That's that, because that's when they know that they're all turned, yeah. isn't so it? So it's, it's five against eight. <laughs> Heresy! Because the only ones that weren't involved were Thousand Sons. Yeah. Uh, that are on the traitor side later on. So there's also the potential, again, of the Emperor turning up with mm. the Custodes. You know... That would be like everyone's again back to an all or the emperor turns up. It probably would have been rather than been, uh, if anything, would it rather have been um, the emperor and the Horus at all or it would have been the emperor and Magnus. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine Magnus well, if he was in, a, if he was on the mine? It's not it, just Pollux that goes. It's not just the three hundred and fifth yeah. that turns. It's the whole Imperial Fist Legion. So the Dawn's there as well. Yeah. You see, there's also the possibility, of course, that you think if so, Isfan Five is clearly a trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> um, it's clearly a trap. However, it's only a trap because Horus knows it's a trap. If in the situation where the, uh, um, Magnus has gone to Terra, told Dad, yeah, and he goes, would actually Horus stay you- there? He's gone. Fuck this shit because it's not a trap anymore. It's a trap for us. It's not a trap for them. But would yeah. Horus know? Well, uh, this is what I was, I was going to ask about. Are you talking about them going themselves. So, what we know about what happened was obviously Magnus tried to warn, but it seemingly it was that warning was completely ignored because of the, the discretion he caused. I, I honestly think the message wasn't received. I think it destroyed the wards because the, but only, the emperor never got the but, actual message. But the only way that because if you take away the fact that Magnus didn't do that, so we're talking about if he didn't do that warning, yeah, which as far as we know wasn't he, listened to or if anyway. He did it conventionally, well, no, so. Taking away the fact that he'd done it, whether he does do it conventionally, so they didn't know about the heresy with that warning anyway of the, the initial, the original warning. So, no. in the time it takes for Magnus to then traditionally go and try and get to the the siege tower, they only found out about the the, the that happening because of um, Garrow. That's true, actually. We, we, they don't know about Isfan being no. a traitor because unless Magnus knows. You know, or tries to convince, but in that time period, like you say, I've been trying to do it traditionally. Isfan Five could have happened as we know it, but I think the the follow up would have been different. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think Isfan would have changed because once again, at the end of the day, it was only because of Garrow escaping that they actually took it as a serious threat or as a serious, as a credible. And even then, it would took a while for them to go. Yeah, this guy's telling the truth. I mean, do we end up with like an outcast dead situation where Magnus turns up and he says, "This is going to happen," and the Emperor's like, "You're fucking nuts." Here's a prison cell, and then it's not until Garrow turns up. Mm. Then they go. He goes. But actually, I've got a whole legion locked up under the palace for the. But but then do Magnus turn around and say, "Well, we did try to warn you, but you didn't believe us. You believe this guy who's from one of the traitor legions. We were here to tell you." But see, I could imagine a scenario where heresy is deferred. So. Horus has got access to demon allies. Um, there's a good chance they would know the entire fucking psychic legions just arrived in terror. Yeah. And be able to pass that message on. I can see a scenario where Horus goes, right, I'm going to need to throw somebody under the fucking bus to buy myself some time. Lorgar, you're the fall guy. Oh, yeah, Lorgar mm. gets it. Or Kurz gets it. Or Kurz gets it. They become the fall guys. And he goes, Dad, I know the, these fucking dickheads have been trying to get me into this crazy Ouija board shit. <laughs> Is this twat here? I think we ought to take him yeah. out. So he sacrifices a legion, buys himself some more time. Yeah. 
to then turn things. So I yeah. say, is it was it is it going to be essentially was the heresy inevitable because of that? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think no matter which way you look at it, one of the one of the primarchs would eventually have gone. This is dumb. I can do it better. Any uh, history students listening will tell you, yes, it was inevitable because of the train timetables. That's a, that's a <laughs> his, <laughs> history degree joke there. Nobody will get that. Anyway. Right, so linking directly into the if Magnus hadn't done it, mm. what if Ferris had lived? Right, so clarify so Ferris. Are we talking like a Corax? Uh, cor- if Ferris Corax situation. Had, uh, had survived the drop site. So he doesn't get his head cut off. Doesn't get killed by Fulgrim. So are we talking specifically at the drop site? Yeah. So would that have changed the massacre? Well, there's there's a number of scenarios here, aren't there? there so scenario one is happens as it is. So he, he bombs in with his clan and goes, fucking yeah, and uh, maybe he kills Fulgrim, or they fight to a stalemate, and he, or like Korax, he gets injured and he escapes. Or he's pulled away. See, the interesting thing away. is, if Fulgrim doesn't kill Ferris, he doesn't go full baddie. Because it's at the point he kills Ferris mm. that Fulgrim gives in and lets the demon in the blade... Make him a ba- like make him. Evil. I thought that, I, th- I thought that it was the demon controlling Fulgrim right. at the time and the moment right. when he Up killed him. The, moment, the, the blade beheaded. So Paris. he didn't have any control over it at that point. No, no. Literally, the the moment. So the demon let him take control to kill to kill him. To kill right. I thought it was the other way around. I thought he did it, letting Fulgrim know what he then then pull back to so Fulgrim knew like what he'd done. The, the fight was happening, and it was quite clear that the demon was going to win. And he kind of said to Fulgrim, finish it. And then Fulgrim did. He beheaded him because that's what he thought he wanted. And then the demon just left him alone. Left him alone. And was like, you did that. Have fun. I'm fucking off back to my painting. So if Fulgrim doesn't die, you've got got like a really conflicted Fulgrim who potentially has a redemption arc out the back of it. I mean, his legion is is fucked. Mm. They're all like, but, they're, they're messing around. But would he have seen? Would he have seen if he if he'd <laughs> I've covered realized. myself in Vaseline and lint? I'm having a great time. <laughs> but if if as you say, if if it wasn't Fulgrim that killed Ferris, bearing on their relationship, I could very could Ferris have seen, saved Fulgrim? Well, no, I, I, I could see it the way around. I could see Fulgrim very much when the demon relented. Fulgrim just went, uh, no, mate. All right, let's get you out of here because this is a massive fucking trap. And then, for example, yeah, the whole of Ernie clan gets wiped out. Ferris survives, and suddenly the Iron Hands aren't on a suicide mission anymore. They're no shattered legion. They're pretty much a, you know, they're they're like what a ninety percent legion after Istvan because most of them didn't make it. Well, wasn't Horus actually quite worried about Ferris and his legion? Yeah, as one of their strongest opponents that they were going to have to go up against. Just just because of the way they fought, they were like attrition, relentless basically, yeah, yeah. weren't they? So Ferris either escapes Istavan or he goes on like Korax and has a guerrilla fighter on Istavan. Yeah, so that's one scenario. The other scenario is he go, he doesn't go quite mental bullshit crazy and goes, do you know what, let's wait for the rest of the lads to turn up yeah. and have a think about how we're going to do this properly. Why don't we lay siege to the fucking planet, for instance, rather than going in like a crazy bastard? Because, you know, it's the 31st millennium. I've checked. This hammer isn't the only weapon I've got access to. <laughs> you say that, though. Don't have to get in hitting range. We're talking about the moment of him surviving, so not being beheaded. Yes, but there's ways point, of him start surviving. Up to that point, he'd already gone mental trying to get there. Yeah, but what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? That's oh, the point. so you're saying... So another scenario for him surviving is going, hang on a oh, right, so a different decision. A set, right, different yeah. decision. So he looks at the orders that come through to the Emperor. Like, go to Istvan. This is the problem. These are the legions that are going to be with you. He looks down the list and goes, oh, I'm worried are really good at besieging stuff. 
Alpha Legion are really good at infiltrating stuff. Oh, and just in case it all goes tits up, Kurz is there. <laughs> go yeah, in there. Let's, um, go and hide in the mountains let's and stab hang people. out at the, at the jump point for a bit, wait for the others to arrive. So then you're kind of in a weird void war situation yep. where potentially he gets fucked Ho- up at the jump Horus, point. Horus a- needs him on the surface. Yeah. yeah. In order for the plan to work, Horus needs him on the surface. And specifically, if you think about it, it's a really unlikely se- sequence of events. If you were a military commander of any uh, ilk, you'd look at that scenario and go, I'm, That's a I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right, mate. Do you know, yeah. we've got... Especially we're in space. of that level of <laughs> yeah, we are genius in, that we're we talked about. Yeah, we're in space. We've got all the fucking orbital strike weapons. I can phone a couple of dudes on Forge Worlds, not too far from here. I can get some more if we run out. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Virus bomb the place. Yeah, uh, Horus is is sat out. He's put himself in a fucking fortification. We know where he is. That's Let's... why he sent Fulgrim. That's why because he knew Fulgrim would enrage Manus to the po- Ferris Manus to the point where he'd yeah. just be like, "Fuck it." I'm gonna so go therefore, so that wouldn't Fer- have happened then. No, no, no. But it, it could have done. Ferris Manus takes a chill pill and goes, "Hang on a sec." Or he listens to Vulcan. Or yeah. he listens to Korax. See, so they're both going chill out. This is like... this to me is a different way of answering that question. You talk. Well, no, about no, no. what if people had had different ideas at the time? No, no, but that's I'm still. Of, I'm still thinking in the way, co- perhaps right. if he'd specifically survived that fight. Well, if he specifically survives that fight, what you end up with is, I think, is a scenario much like Korax, where you, you've still got his, his legion, well, the Avernic clan still, still trapped there. They've still He's been still, ambushed. Still are ambushed, and what you're doing is, um, Ferris Manus is basically following Korax around, going, honestly, mate, I don't know how the fuck this guerrilla war stuff works. I'm yeah. coming with you. But then you have. Uh, suddenly, Shadag Medusan isn't like the guy leading the charge, and uh, Ferris Manus eventually comes back to the fold. Mm. And you've got to think about the way Korax changed on Istvan. I mean, he went in and he was already like he wasn't the most fun guy to be around, but he came back and he was all about vengeance, must kill everyone that tried to kill us. Ferris Manus was already tapped, he was already all about the flesh is weak. He comes back from Istvan and he's like, right, you're all fucking robots now. Ah, no, no, the point... He did, no, he wasn't. <coughs> he talks the, about getting rid of the, the metal arms. The, the, That's all the, he does. The, right? the, 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 the theory, well, the, the, it's been said that the, he was actually getting concerned that his legion were taking that too literally and that they were starting to lose their humanity because of it. And he was already thinking about the possibility of reining them in a bit to mm. bring them back into the but humanity if you think about the kind of but they took war, it after he died they didn't have that oh, and that's why they went yeah. flesh is weak so it's a scenario for you um, Ferris survives the, the conflict maybe the fight themselves were standstill or Fulgrim can't take the last swing or maybe he holds for more support to come in or maybe he holds but in any way what you've effectively got then is you've got the finest artificer in the world in the galaxy sorry on the Emperor's side going do you know what Give me a fucking anvil. Yeah. I'm going to start banging out some weapons. New armor. New armor. The n- armor types you get, um, maybe Terminator. Well, imagine if him and uh, Vulcan had got together. Which is entirely <laughs> possible because they're both still alive. Yeah, yeah. At that point. Although Vulcan had gone missing, hadn't he? Vulcan was missing. On, 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 yeah, he didn't get shot with a Titan. You went. Uh, no, <laughs> it was a volcano cannon. <laughs> on volcano. A, um, Guess on what? A shadow sword or something? Fweem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dodge this motherfucker. The whole Legion like, yeah, we saw him get hit by a volcano cannon. (laughs) He dead. (laughs) He dead. Or not. (laughs) But then you've got, like you say, you've got Ferris Manus. Suddenly he's on Terra or on Mars. Yeah. And, you know, forget Mark VI heresy armour. You're straight into, like, the um, Aquila and Errant plate. Things that didn't come about until much later on in the 40k timeline. 
and everyone says, oh, you know, Mark III, Mark IV armour, that was the peak of technological advancement mm-hmm. up until you get into, like, the Mark VIII suits and now the stupid Mark X suits. Yeah, you, you put, like, Ferris on Mars and it's like, yeah, you stay there for a bit with your Legion because, yeah, you can hold, probably, can well, he, he could retake he, Mars. He could sort out the Civil War yeah. and fuck this lot. Yeah. In fact, you, you present... That offers a really interesting thought of... That could fundamentally change the Mechanicum's future as well. Because yeah. of his ideas. Ferris Manus comes along and he goes, do you know what? You're all a bunch of uh, religious Fruit Loops. What we're actually going to do is going to introduce <laughs> a little bit, of, little bit of sanity into this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You the guys obviously can't well, be trusted. Just ignore Mars and but, create his own. Well, he you know, yeah. takes over Mars and yeah. goes, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm in charge of this I'm shit. I'm the fabricator yeah. general. Yeah. Oh, you see, this is, this is perfect yeah. because what if Mars hadn't bent the knee? Oh, wow, so we're going way back. Yeah. Ooh, so effectively, what you've got That's an interesting is, question. Does humanity get out of the solar system? Because you're talking about a civil war in a So, effect. before the Emperor went to Mars, he mm. went to Jupiter and he secured the Jovian fleets. Mm. So he basically unified all of the solar system before he went to Mars, ensuring that the agreements that Mars had with the Jovians was upheld. Mm. So now Mars can't reach out to the rest of his empire. So... Suddenly, the Mechanicum are on their own, surrounded by Thunder Warriors and the Proto-Legions. And the Emperor didn't want that fight because of the shit that was in the vaults, like the Dark Age tech, the Caban machines, the stuff that he immediately outlawed and said, you can't have. He went to Mars... No Windows 10 for you. Basically. (laughs) He went to Mars. He basically portrayed himself as the Omnissiah and went... I'm actually your god incarnate. And there was a massive, like, almost religious civil war within the Mechanicum where all the different sects were like, this is bullshit, this is amazing, this is not a thing. But what if the current Fabricator General had walked out onto the red sand and gone, fuck off, you golden bellend? What would the Emperor have done? He needed the Mechanicum. He can't break Mars. He doesn't have the manpower. So... He needed the Mechanicum to be able to create his armies to, for the Great Crusade. We know that. There was no way the Great Crusade would have happened without the help of Mars. Could Mars... Okay, so, but he's also... By the, you've got a stalemate, haven't you? Because, in effect, he's got Mars by the short and curlies if they can't get out of the solar system. No. And I would guess the, the Emperor is a powerful enough psychic to go, you ain't using any astropaths. To contact any fucker. Yeah, most likely. At that yeah. point, because he's got nothing Or he else. could just go, well, and no golden throne. dead. No golden throne. So this is the other thing. Like, how powerful was the Emperor? Because we know he's the Astronomicon on his own. Because mm. he wandered about, and, like, the Astronomicon followed okay. him. Why is, it, why is the beam moving? Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's it's this giant fucking will-o'-the-wisp in the galaxy. <laughs> Holy Christ, what's that? But you see, that, that was the reason he built the throne. Yeah. The th- he would embody part of his power into the me- mechanism to mm. make sure the Astronomicon never moved. But so he's Mars this... built that. Mechanicum built that throne. Did they? Yeah, well, that's, he didn't have that, did he, before that? He, that's why he needed Mechanicum, to be help build the tech he needed to be able to go out into the galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so sorry, I got, yeah. Ahead, I got ahead of myself. Yeah. So he's, all he's got is the Thunder Warriors, because he hasn't got the Proto-Legions yet, and he's got a handful of Custodes. Because it's still at the time of unification. Mm. I presume there was some element of Mechanicum on Terror still, was there? There was the Techno-Barbarians. Right, okay. It depended on how far you go back in the lore. Is that like 
Mad Max, but with shinier cars. Yeah, basically. Okay. Depending on how far you go back in the lore, it's heavily hinted at that at some point Mars completely wiped all wiped out all life on Earth. And okay. it was like, you're now a rock. You're irradiated and you've got some barbarians on you. We're not really interested. And then you had the rise of the... Well, the Emperor was, should have technically already been a thing at that point. But he, when he rose to prominence, he then went and unified the solar system. But I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really... Like I say, it's a stalemate. What, what in geopolitical terms is you've got a, a strategic stalemate. So Mars is going nowhere. All they've got is to be in Calcitrant. But actually... It's not. It's not like Mars is a self-sustaining place. It needs stuff from other planets. It needs yeah. resources. It, there's. A, I'm sure there's some kind of food biomass relationship with other stuff in the solar system. But so was warp travel happening at that point? Yeah, warp travel was. The Jovian, but the Jovian can't warp fleets in. could make jumps, short jumps, basically. So it was like. So it took them a lot longer to get around, you, but you drop in and out. Like you'd lose a shitload of ships if but you tried to go far, but yeah. Because I don't really know a lot about this period of the history of the Imperium, but were they still con- able to contact with you, like you said, about the Emperor stopping the Astro Well, Pass? but that's the point. You could, the, Emperor, he, the Emperor might not have had the manpower, military might to conquer Mars, but he's certainly got it to shut it down and make it effectively... Basically siege it. Yeah. Put it under a siege. No, it doesn't even have to be like a a, a, a kind of a, an aggressive siege. So, it's just like but, nothing's, so getting in, nothing's getting out, and you're gradually going to wither on the advantage. Vine. Absolutely. So you, you blockade Mars, essentially. Yeah. And then eventually he gets what he needs anyway. Well, what you have is a different relationship. So what you so might it's a forced relationship as opposed to you, yes, the agreement but if, that they have. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, so you have you have like a me- mechanical under duress. Yeah. So so it would more be like right. We will let so when it comes we'll to heresy, let, um, these more, fleets like come in. Turn. Yeah, we'll let these fleets come in. They've got food on, but in return, we want this many of this. So basically, power a tithe, they're tithe in a heavier way. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, the mechanical are going to be. I mean, over centuries, that might change. They might become well, more uh, in- integrated within the imperium. Okay. But so I I know I'm not the emperor, but if I was the really. Emperor, yeah, I'm not. I've checked. <laughs> I've so just got. N- I have no gold clothes whatsoever. Yes. If I love gold, it's his pleasure. Smoking a pipe. Smoking a Only two things I can't stand: racial intolerance and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we don't have any Dutch listeners. Um, so we do now. If I was, if, if I was the emperor in that situation. And I knew I'd got effectively these people under duress, or I'd actually, over time, wither them away. So I need them. What I need them for is to produce stuff now. But actually, if I can adapt their tech, if I can take over, if I can reverse engineer whatever, if I can make them irrelevant, then I can get to a point where I can go. And now you fucked. But, the but could crusade, he though? The crusade was about speed yeah. though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, this is this is the key point. The what the um, agreement with Mars buys him is rapid expansion. Yeah. What this scenario gives him is slow expansion. But what does that actually mean? What does that mean in terms of the story? Because is there, is there anything actually coming towards Earth? It, you know, it was the Xenos races, wasn't it? I mean, without knowing his end game, I mean, the Elder were already broken. So, so they'd blown Sinesh, themselves Sinesh up. Sinesh had already broken the Elder. Hmm. The Tau... Uh, Still throwing spears. Millions of miles. No, they're not even... They're, they're not even... They're, 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 the Tau literally evolved. They're only 10,000 years old. In the space of 10,000 years. Okay, so they're, they're like... They're not even a thing. Amoeba. A few thousand years. 
thought it was ten thousand years no, no. in from forty k. Oh no, it would have been. No, yeah, it was I, I, I was, years, I was assuming there was the, the tower were kind of like chucking spears at each other. No, not even then. The orcs, the orcs are all but destroyed. The Necrons are still asleep. The Emperor knows about the Necrons here hmm. because he he fought one broke apparently. the Void Dragon on Mars. Hmm. But well, I suppose up until Mars, he wouldn't know about the Necrons. So what does that leave? I mean, the Tyranids aren't about. Unless, no. he, unless he knows they're coming, but I don't think he does. Um, that's it, isn't it? There's, yeah. no, there's no major Xenos race. It's interesting you just pointed something out there. Oh, in fact, no, the orcs hadn't been broken, no, they because they were broken at Ullanor. Yeah, they were the biggest threat, because there were just <coughs> massive amounts of them. So, and it's they a question to... of whether orcs make it to terror. Because effectively what we're talking about is we're talking about a prolonged wearing down of the Mechanicum to the point where the Emperor no longer needs them and can sequester their resources whatever uh, if it's possible that other forge worlds that are tied to Mars would go it's funny that we've not earned from the arch fabricator for a while maybe yeah. we should go and have a look but if we've got the Jovian fleets so essentially do we have a civil war that happens sooner between the Mechanicum and well, what there is of the Imperium we're, but... we're presupposing of course that all the other forge worlds would be uh Loyal to them. Loyal enough to that. It's entirely possible that Forge would go, do you know what? If you make us, if you make Rise, say Riser pop, pops up just as, an, as, as a, the new, a name, the new Mars. and they go, make us the new Mars, we'll give you whatever we'll shit you like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's a very legit, like, suddenly another Forge world's like, oh, um, actually, we can do everything Mars can do. I mean, the interesting thing I've always had about the agreement with Mars is. The Emperor was like, right, okay, well, we won't assimilate you into the Imperium. You can sit as our ally, essentially. Mm. But here's a list of things you're not allowed to do anymore. At the point where he said that, why did they agree? Mm. They've got Titan Legions. They've got Knight Households. They've got Skatari Battalions. It's because they considered him as a god within their eyes, wasn't no, it? No, what I mean is if, like, at this point, if, if they turned around and said, you're not the Omnissiah... Right. Suddenly, there are Titan legions and night houses. But they've, yeah, still got he, to, they've still got to get off the surface. They have, they have. And yeah, he is the most powerful psyker mm. known to the Imperium. So maybe he could click his fingers and fan us half of them to death. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking he wouldn't even have to do that. He'd just go, do you know, any of... Because even, even in uh, that period, you're still, going to, you're still relying on psychic communication to do, yeah. basically do faster than light communication. And there would have been some equivalent, I guess. It wouldn't have been called the Imperial Tarot, but it would have been some kind of equivalent of that. I'm fairly certain that uh, he could have done a, a Doctor um, Xavier with his thing on his head yeah. and gone, spot all the psychers and you're all mind-fucked. Yeah. yeah. I suppose, yeah. That's well, it's Going back to the whole siege, that's yeah. essentially how he'd siege them. Yeah. Cut off communication, cut off so, resources. So the, and the, the Jovian, Jovian fleet stop anybody getting in and yeah. out, or out. He can shut down all the psychers. And then you've got, he's got more than enough manpower to go, anybody tries to get off the surface. They're not going to get fly a, a Titan in space and it floating around going, oh, I'm going to fuck you. You know what, I want to see Iron Man Titan. Yes. You say that, but I have read that recently. Really? What, Iron Man Titan? No. It was, have you read Crimson King? No. Okay then. <laughs> space Titan. Uh, yeah. I'll be super annoyed if that happens. Is that a thing? That's like when, kind of. That's yeah. like in the Battletech universe when they introduced the Aerotech, which is like, Big flying mech planes. Yeah. Oh, don't. You don't need that. No. I, I'm going to talk about um, Battletech later. <laughs> no, I think the point, the interesting one is what What about the rest of the Mechanicum? Because if, if the rest of the Mechanicum is out there, like you say, you go, yeah, what's cause, going on? Yeah, because actually, Mar the, Mars is the heart. It's, it's, a feudal, it's a feudal 
empire yeah. mechanicum. It's a feudal empire. And feudal empires are really, really fragile because so, as soon as you break one of those feudal links, it's yeah. like, I could be the big cheese. Yeah. I could be at the top of this pyramid. And I think what you'd end up with, you'd end up with... So you don't think they'd be loyal to Mars? And then oh, cause... some of them would. Yeah. Some of them would. But then but we I get think a civil fair... war between the loyal to yeah. Mars and yeah, the loyal yeah. to the Imperium. I think you'd end up with a, a fair proportion of mechanical planets going... An earlier heresy situation, but it with would, the mechanical. No, I mean, there were worlds, forge worlds, that refused to cede to the Imperium. Yeah. And the mechanicum kicked the shit out of them. Mm. But it's like this weird situation where you end up with a stalemate. So the Emperor's delayed his crusade. Mm. And if he does wait them out, and then he has to reverse engineer the tech himself, that further delays the crusade. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that's always been the Emperor's thing, that the pressing point to his plan was, it needs to be done quickly. And this is to do with the evolution of humanity, isn't it? It's, yeah. Basically, he's, he's trying to get ahead of the curve. He's, he's apotheosis that he's aiming for. Apotheosis. So yeah. at some point, more and more psych is going to be born, and then he's, he's seeing what happened with Slanesh, and he's like, you know, at some point... We're probably going to accidentally spawn Malal or whatever. Yeah. Well, they took Malal out of the game a long time ago. I love Malal. He was such a yeah. He was legit the chaos god of undivided. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that would have been where they'd have ended up. They would have had their own version of Slanesh. The whole race would have been fucked, and he was working on this self-imposed fast, 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 fast. But like, that's what fucked him. It fucked him in the webway. It fucked him. When he kind of pushed the Primarchs out too quickly. Are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that the Empress Plan is equivalent to the organisation of the London GT? <laughs> I knew that. Yes, <laughs> I mean, it actually is. <laughs> okay. Basically, he was he, his plan was sound. He just applied it so quickly that it came out of his own control. Yeah. In, in a way, yeah. he what he set in motion quickly became out of his own control. That's why he then said, "Oh, I need Horus to become the War Master to look after things that are going on yeah. that I've set in motion the Crusade." Well, I sort out this other thing that I'm supposed to have been sorting out, I mean, which I can't do at the same time. Are you saying the Emperor is actually a, a galactic overlord version of Spin's hobby ADHD? No. <laughs> okay. I've got to do with the shiny. But Dan, paint my own one. <laughs> <laughs> I am your war master. I did not ask you to do that. <laughs> I am your war master. You're a law guy and you did that surreptitiously by going, if I do this for you, then you're playing events, right? And I went, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll do that. You are a law guy. <laughs> you Fucking are. Erebus in the corner. But I no, I think that the Emperor needed Mars's gene tech so he could pump out the legions. Yeah. yeah. So the Marines wouldn't have existed. Would the Primarchs have existed? No, because he needed the gene tech. Yeah. I mean, he had the Thunder Warriors and the Custodes. I mean, ultimately, eventually, he would have hit a critical point, critical mass of Custodes where he could have just taken Mars. Oh, anyway. yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is always my point about the Primaris Marines. You've had 10,000 fucking years, just make more Custodes. Did the Custodes come before the Thunder Warriors? Yes. Yeah. So why couldn't he have made the Marines himself? Because you then? can't mass produce Custodes. So it was to then come down to time then. Yeah. So which yeah. is the argument in the forty K universe. You've had ten thousand years Belisarius Bellend. Why haven't you just got an army of custodians? <laughs> yeah. This thing, he he made the first handful of custodians. custodians. He had all the Thunder Warriors and he had I think when he took Mars he had the Proto Legions. But they were like really small numbers of what would later become the Space Marines. Mm. He couldn't mass produce them on his own, he needed the tech from Mars. Yeah. So I think that's why he basically went, um, okay, you can stay your own empire, just work with us. Like, but please don't use AI, because we saw how well that went during the Dark Age. Please don't use warp tech. We've seen how well that went in the Dark Age. So all this like Golden Age technology gets it was locked a, away. It was essentially selling them on enlightenment, wasn't he? Don't use these things because they've gone wrong before. Yeah, basically he turned And if up, you don't, then we will 
expand better with more knowledge. So there's hardly any surprise that 10,000 years later they're worshipping basically a tank. Yeah, yeah, essentially. He turned up and he was like, you know this worldview you've got? No, I'm a god. But this is it. This is the thing that always got me. Hmm. I'm not a god unless you're wearing red. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're half robot. In which case, I'm so much godding. Openly says, I am the Omnissiah. And then tells everyone else he's not a god. And they wonder why Logar's confused. <laughs> he's like, confused. I've got a tech marine in the 91st company. Maybe that's, that's why... just th- told me Dad's a god. Maybe it was a tech marine. Is that <laughs> why the word bearers paint themselves red? Holy shit! <laughs> oh my word, this is... We, we, this is that's it. it, we've cracked it. We that's it. We've cracked the code. Gonna be, this is going to be the last Fuck line. Fuck you, Dan it? Abnett, no, we've worked gonna, it out. This is going to be the last <laughs> line of the book, isn't it? And my time with the Mechanicum <laughs> is what made me learn the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we'll do the last one, yeah, which is it. quite possibly the most important what-if. Uh, can what? I just say, sorry, quickly, I'm missing Ant right now, because at this moment, in these, this very heavy fluff talk, he'd be going, <gasps> I didn't well, know anything about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what we ought to... Because obviously, this doesn't work in an audio thing, but it's the we've got a, a mime for this. I need to video myself doing it, so you can see what we're talking about. It's when Ant just goes... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you could just video Ant doing it next time. I don't know. You go. <sighs> yeah, it is that right. So this is. This In is fact, the... I can visualise it for people. You must have seen the Chris Pratt meme. Yeah, it is Chris it's, Pratt. It is, yeah, that is basically about... Ant. <gasps> that is Ant. Yeah. Right. Most important. What if ever? So yeah. what if Jihadi Ali played foot infantry? Oh, That's okay. never fucking never happening. Fucking wow. happening. <laughs> I, I can't even come up with that one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, he's obsessed with these white scar bikes, isn't he? Because apparently, in a fluff book, I have, we had this we had this discussion with him uh, on the on our chat the other week. All right, and because it came up about uh, someone running foot infantry, and he's like, "No, no it's, it's." I said, you, "What was it? he said? You name me a book where this something says." And I responded with, "You name me a book where it says that they only ever ride on jet bikes." And he went, "It's a book. It's a in a fluff book. Which one?" Well, it was me. Book three. He was like. <laughs> He was like, wow, 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 they never go anywhere, they never do anything. He was like, name a book where they run places. And I was like, Scars, Path of Heaven. He's like, they don't run anywhere, they walk. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, and if they're on a spaceship, they're not walking, they're flying. And I was like, if I could reach through the internet now, (laughs) I would punch you in your tentacle. Like, what? What? Your reproductive tentacle. This thing is like, Phil, who's like, I'll have some jet bikes, but I want infantry as well. Yeah. And then Alan sat there like, what are you doing with your life? They all need to be on bikes, born in the saddle. Rah! And it's like, no, calm that's down. That's not the reason why Wait he does it. Wait until their book comes out, right? You might get one unit on jet bikes, which no, no, that's, uh, apparently the, is rumoured to be a the, thing. They get, they're getting in a um, like a, the, uh, a recon squad. On what with lightning claws, yeah. With lightning claws. They're getting a Terminator squad. Oh, a Keshik. Are they getting on jet bikes? Uh, no. Uh, a jet bike squad. Unit. I don't know if it's a squad, but it might be a heavy, like a heavy support type yeah. jet bike. Um, and then there's a discussion still as a route whether they are, are or not put in. I thought they said they confirmed at the weekend that they're in two versions. Of my my recollection Khan. is is that the Khan has got two versions of the model. They have him walking or standing up, and on a jet bike. Because after the uh, uh, Warhammer Fest, that is not quite so confirmed. Yeah, it's it going to be an expensive ass model, though, yeah. isn't it? Mm. They, they might do two versions of it where you have to buy them separately. Maybe. Yeah. yeah so there's two. Oh there's... yeah, I, I've, I've got no issue with the get, uh, Jagatai Khan riding on a fucking oh, jet no, bike. It's, it's no, no, it's, I was just that was yeah. more of a, a knowledge like, thing so, about the what, new there's book. There's two potentially three units that are coming out for white scars that are going to be foot sluggers. Yeah. So they exist. Yeah. Like, uh, we all know from the books 
from the novels that they are they, they are foot troops. As it's well. it's a classic classic military thing. You need boots on the ground. In to fact, hold ground. right is is an interesting point for you. So the historical analog for the White Skulls is uh, the uh, Mongols. Mongols. Yeah. Um, did you know that at least fifty percent of the Mongol armies was foot based? I did not know that. I didn't know. Actually, no, I did because Age of Vampires taught me it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the point of it, the bit that everybody remembers is uh, some, a guy called um, Superdai, who's one of Genghis Khan's generals. So Genghis Khan captures uh, what's effectively um, northern Iraq, uh, a place called Bukhara and Samarkand, which are these big fuck off Muslim cities, sends the culture. Sacks a lot, kills everybody, hauls them off as slaves, takes all the money. And he sends uh, Superdai and his, and his mate. Um, Sends him west and says, "I want you to ru- basically." What it says is roughly ride until you see the find the sea, and then come back and tell me what you find. It's twenty thousand blokes on horseback, right? And, <laughs> and that's what everyone and thinks. Every, that's what everybody thinks. But that's not how the Mongol army was organised. No, that was uh, that was part of the Mongol army. And so, I mean, the simple point is, if you've got a bloke on a horse with a bow, he's really good. He's really mobile. But if you need him to stand on top of a hill and hold it against people coming home, he's no, fucking he's useless. No, that's where their strength is in speed and getting yeah, around, flanking. Absolutely. I mean, it's classic, uh, classic, isn't it? The, yeah. In historical military, where you've got the foot troops fighting it out, holding the ground while the cavalry comes in. Mm. Is the cavalry yeah, charge absolutely. for a reason? It it's comes like, in. We've all seen Lord of the Rings. We have seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> fucking Rohirrim. Rohirrim. But uh, you know, this is the argument <laughs> we have. This is the argument we have yeah. about all the time. Yeah. They do have rhino-based foot infantry. Path of Heaven. Yeah. Yeah, they fucking, they <laughs> fly over in Ziphons and on jet jetbikes in space. Anyway, they fly over and they're like, "Oh, we're inside a ship now. What's what should we do? Get out? Yeah, cool. What do we do once we're out? I have no idea. <laughs> what are these? Shit. What Someone... are these dangly things at the bottom of my waist for? Because oh, if, if they were only ever jet- asked the Warhawk what we do when we don't have a bike, I mean, <laughs> surely if they were literally only ever lived in the saddle. They just have them genetically cut the legs off. And no, like, they would have little tiny, just, like just strong legs. <laughs> they were like, like Deadpool. Deadpool. A kid Deadpool. Oh, that sound bite, right? Wait, that sound wave is savage. I <laughs> heard it in my headphones. If you're now deaf, you can't hear us, so you can't hear my apology, but we are sorry. Mate, no. I'm, I'm going to edit that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so loud. No, I, I think it's funny because we all know that he knows full well that we're, you know, we're just wanting him up and. He knows full well that they definitely exist. He just does it on purpose to wind everyone up. And we all know the reason why he likes jet bikes is because the toughness five, two up armor save with a three up jet Because he's a whacker. And they're all got heavy weaponry. They are, they are effectively... Uh, well, th- they are Terminators with storm shields who move up to 36 <laughs> inches a turn and all have a heavy bolter. Yeah. Actually, I think he added a unit of Terminators. I know. Oh, it's like... That was like Terminators... In a land raider. No, uh, wait, wait. Yes, because... Wait, and I said, you put him in Tartarus armour because obviously there's fast... Oh, no, 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 catch Yeah. He's obsessed with that five-up. He can't make five-up saves, but he can make four-up. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh, so I've put, I put some things... jet bikes in my Imperial Fist. I'm, c- I'm considering putting some jet bikes in just for a laugh. Basically. Yours would be good with shrapnel bolts. Oh, yeah, good point. I, keep I don't like the idea of Iron Warriors on jet bikes, though. No, it's the Sky Slayers. It's the heavy support. I, I know they'd like, have them. You see that tank? Not anymore, bitch. I, I know they'd have them. I know, like, you, uh, it says a lot that all legions had access to everything. Mm. I just don't like the visual idea of Iron Warriors on jet bikes. I, I think uh, they look better on the ground bikes. The outrider bikes. They're, I, they're, they might be quite cool. Yeah, yeah this is a, a hobby confession, but I'm totally doing a uh, word bearer command squad all on bikes with a chaplain on a bike. Oh, yes. And a Praetor on a bike. Just, is just is, on the, is the Chaplin bike going to be painted in black as well? 
Or no. do they paint their armour black? I, I don't know. I do some... I mean, word bearers are red and black anyway, so... Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. But, but yeah, I didn't know totally the whole chaplain that. thing, yeah. Okay, so the chaplains uh, were brought in before the Edict of Nakia, but didn't really have a role beyond maintaining, like... But the Lorgar's idea. So, okay. no, no. so... I thought they were Lorgar's no, idea. No. It was Lorgar's idea to send word bearer chaplains out to make sure the other legions were being quiet. Uh, how about that? But you had legions like the Blood Angels who had the Wardens... Who they they had they wore black armor because it was their job within the legion to find the ones that had fallen to the thirst and take them to Sanguinis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every legion had chaplains, and it was their job to make sure that everyone was happy. Well, not happy, but there was no kind of oh, I don't know why we're doing what the Primarch's telling us to well, do. Well, because chaplains of 40k were all about you know making sure you still believe in the emperor and all that sort of stuff. The religious side they, of they it. They were there but... to uphold the imperial truth, which at the time was. We're expanding the, the the Imperium for this reason. The Emperor isn't a god. You know, this is our job. Wah, wah, wah. And then the Kia happened, and it was like, all the same, but with the tacked-on extra psychers of bad, okay? <laughs> okay. And that's when Lorgar was like, okay, Edict of the Kia happened. Um, I'm sending chaplains out to make sure you're all being goodies. And some of the <laughs> legions were like, fuck off. No. Like, why? And then some of the legions were like, okay, cool, no worries. Um... Send him, send him over. Yeah, we'll we'll hang out for a bit. So anyway, so I've got this. I've got this thing right. What I thought is, I've got these little bag of coins, and I'll give one to everybody who yep. I think is certified all right. Okay, and then you can tell who's the good guy through who's got the coin. Spin's broken. What's happening? You going fuck off? No, it reminded me of that meme you posted the other day while I was at work. <laughs> what is it? What kind of very even says it? Like, I remember at the time. Fuck off. Keep fucking off. And then get on your fuck horse and go to the land of... Ah, hell no! <laughs> that, at work, and I just sat there, just hard, couldn't stop laughing at work. What was that about? I don't oh, even it was know the what... terrain. It was the <laughs> terrain. <laughs> it was the all hell no. It was land of all hell no. It was like, yeah. getting to the land of all hell no that I can't make anything. Yeah, basically, Sorry. The, the chaplains were there to make sure all of the marines were essentially, like, of sound mental health and hadn't seen a... Random alien. So basically, they were. So, so they haven't seen anything with horns. Like, no, that? no. So they're basically, chaplains were the. PTSD. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. No, so chaplains were like. So let's have our CPD session about stress in the workplace, shall we? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, are you a psycho? Good. All right. Then. I'll, I'll trust you. Uh, what, what's that floating in the corner? Nothing. All right. Then. Oh, just get me on you. <laughs> right. So, but the answer to the last what if, they did have. Walking troops they did, yeah. clearly yeah. stop being a bell end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, <laughs> he's going to love that one. Oh, entirely possible. He likes it. We're talking about him, obviously. Um, right. So wanted to chat a little bit about expanding the podcast. Yes, we are. Yeah. So it will not have escaped anybody's notice that giant stompy robots in small form are making a bit of a comeback in actually what that's a couple of months now isn't it August August. apparently August is apparently you know what happens in August I move house oh man you know what I can't afford in August the most most expensive box set all I'm saying is man is you're getting a mortgage if you put another 300 quid on it nobody's gonna fucking notice I can't remortgage shit like I've had I said to I said to my partner Lil I was like this is coming out in August and I really want it and she was like, oh, you've got stuff you can sell. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> no. That's you not got, how this works. You've got that fine ass, for stars. <laughs> well, no, she was like, look at all that stuff in the corner there. And she pointed at my epic pile. And I was like, oh. no, no. Did you just not say, I'm adding to that pile? You know, it's it's like, stuff to go with that. You don't since, understand. Since I started tidying up the, uh, the office, 
so we can get ready to move. I've opened boxes and stuff and started putting piles of things to be boxed. And she recently discovered my bloody epic hoard of all my different bits that I've picked up on eBay and stuff. Yeah. And she sat down, she was like, How much is how much did this cost you? And I was like, <clears throat> a bit, some. And I'm out. <laughs> No, no, what is it all about me? What about them shoes? <laughs> <laughs> what about this guy? He's cheated in this tournament. So now she's like, oh, you can sell some of the bits you're He's never, a terrible person. You're never going to use and you can use it to fund the new game you want to play. And clarify. Never going to use. I'm like, I have things well, here I bought when I was 11 that yeah. I'm still using. I think we can safely say that I'm a bit of a hoarder. I no. moved house. I moved into a new house where I now have two hobby rooms for all the crap that I still got from God knows how long. I True still facts. got in a case that has not been opened in. Well, when did I start playing forty k? For you guys? Uh, well, I've been playing it since I fell off that fucking horse. So, uh, fucking hell, that's. We're talking fifteen years, maybe. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, talking about twenty years. Fifteen, twenty years, yeah, yeah. right? Sweet Jesus. Well, I, I think I started when I was about twenty, playing down the shop when I was about twenty three, twenty four time. Um, so it was my Dark Angels. Remember them? Yeah, I remember yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still in the case upstairs. Not been yeah, out of that probably, case. Should probably do something about that. Yeah, I should do something yeah. about that. Yeah, that's, but no, no, I'm I'm with Ross. But anyway, back, back onto the why we're talking yeah. about so, Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah. So Adeptus, Adeptus Psychanalysis. So um, for for us, this this podcast has always been about Horus Heresy, first and foremost, and the primary game system of that was always 30k, but increasingly. Um, we have come across worlds where, or games where we can play Horus Heresy across a range of things. And we really want to start talking about that as well. The obvious one is Adeptus Titanicus. We don't want to do anything separate. We want to roll it in. And this is much, I think, we've been talking about doing an event as well. And uh, one of the things we've been thinking about is how we could mesh these different game systems together. But it's not just Adeptus Titanicus, is it? No. Nope. The more observant amongst you will have noticed on the Phosphex Party website uh, ooh, a few weeks ago now, maybe even a couple of months ago, um, a bit of a blast from the past in the form of um, Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah. Yep. Except yep. it wasn't Battlefleet Gothic, was it, gentlemen? No. What was it? It was, a, it was our own attempt at Battlefleet Heresy. Oh, baby. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> oh, yes. No, that was, uh, yeah, you talk about the game that we played here uh, with the uh, Will. It's before we recorded the last yeah. episode. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, because obviously Will was on that one, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've never played Battlefleet Gothic back in the day, whatever. Um, but it was one of those games that's just always wanted to get into, but then mm. special games got killed off. And, uh, I mean, we've been following Epic for quite some time, obviously, uh, in the, you know, you've got your living rule book and all that sort of stuff that's mm. going on unofficially. And then, what, what you know, a year or so, two years ago now? We found out about this rule set that uh, some Australians have put together for playing uh, games, of, stuff, games yeah. of he- Epic in the Heresy era. So, um, you'll, for those of you out there, you'll probably remember um, Epic Armageddon and its predecessors, like Space Marine and all that kind of stuff. And Adeptus Titanicus. Which was born which out of where it all started. Where it all started. Um, I used to be a, quite a big Epic player. Now I've still got, <laughs> much Wee. like we do in Dark Angels, I've got a shitload of Imperial Guard somewhere in a case. Um <clears throat> not like Ant in a shoebox. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, you introduced me to this net, net, net epic. Was it net, net epic? Uh, I think it's I, based on that epic. It's yeah. Basically, the, the heresy rules that we found is essentially it's the army building side of it. and the Yes, because the, the rules are epic armageddon. It's based okay. on the core rule set of epic armageddon as, yeah. we know, as we've always known it. So the, the same rules 
or in effect or whatever the current rule set you want to use is but um what they've done is they've created the legion rules so they've got some legion specific rules it's, it's still very much in you know the developer it's a, it's it's a bunch of guys that are you know full-time jobs it looks like us. it's it's equivalent to uh, the guys that picked up effectively Warhammer fantasy isn't it like ninth age yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's homebrew sort of yeah. thing i mean it's got it's, it's you know we've looked at it we've not actually played any games of the epic heresy stuff yet although we'll um, come back to that in a but, minute <laughs> so um, but we, we found that um, as always pretty excited because it's cool shit um, and as some people have seen out there there are miniatures out there uh, but yes. they are not I mean they're hard to find I mean we've had to pick it's like up, hunting the snark we've had to find the ones yeah. on eBay and then pay well, like I was saying when my, when my <laughs> missus was like what's this how much did it cost and I'm sat there like <clears throat> that's a uh, that's a that's a that's a uh, Epic scale um, Storm Eagle, and it definitely didn't cost fifteen dollars. <laughs> it might be safe to say that if you if you do well at search eBay and finding stuff on there or what? whatever, or uh, Facebook groups sometimes yeah, is sometimes. the way to get them. I don't know where they've came from, but you know they've you know, um, but they it might be cheaper to just click Forge World. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, um, well, we just wait until Forge World do their epic. Game. Yeah, but anyway, so moving on, the, the, that was where we kind of started thinking yeah. about the, the, the idea of different, um, you know, using epic as a means of playing heresy in yeah, a different way. Absolutely. Um, and then it was you guys that came up with the idea of why not running Battlefleet Gothic as well. Yeah. I mean, there's also Heresy Wing, which me and Will keep oh, toying with. Oh, I've still got my Aeronautica Imperialis. What? 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 Right. <laughs> it's basically taking the basic X Wing. Maneuvering system. Cool. Why am I erect right now? Oh, no, right. So <laughs> because you take, you're damn. You take the X-wing system of movement, or yeah. the Mark One X-wing system of movement with the dials and stuff, and it's like uh, an X-wing equivalent. It's like a Ziphon, and then you look at the upgrades you can take for an X-wing, and you make you basically rewrite them so they're heresy specific. Aeronautica Imperialis. No. See, Aeronautica was good fun, apart from the fact you can see the future. Oh yeah, in your word bearer But no, it, um, me and Will have played a couple of like test games. Essentially, it's just playing X-wing, mm. but with the like the um, old Aeronautica Thunderbolt miniatures and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Okay, but it's it, like a nice midway point between playing Epic and playing BFG. See, Aeronautica Imperialis was was a good game, but you needed to be like you know next gen level intellect to be able to play it. That's not true. Just because you are next gen link to I'm, I'm really not. I'm <laughs> Whereas really not. X Wing is just a, it's a very relaxed game. It's, it's more just, accessible. Basically. It's more accessible. A lot, yeah. a lot of people out there are playing it, so it's an easier system to adapt. <laughs> I just remember that game we played with your um, Eldar jet fighters. were just going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, missed. Oh no. Oh no, because the tactic was you go low fast, you come round, and uh, you you like flip back onto, it, and then you're like, yeah. So I know. I'm what's already happening. there. <laughs> it was fucking. It was fucking <laughs> pee- uh, Oh. Pete, when he got that manta, he's oh, like, just, just going to hover in the middle of the table. Yeah, he's like, what? Why? Why? And I've got 360 line of fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, Heresy Ring is uh, something that is an cool. idea for me at the moment. Yeah. The point um, being is we want to give a bit more cor- coverage to these systems as come on. Uh, obviously, the first one's going to be Adeptus Titanicus. Yeah. Um, and an official game as well. An official game, yeah. Um, I mean, Battlefleet Gothic will be as well. Because yeah, yeah. We'll be playing Battlefleet Gothic's core rules. Well, um, Armada. Yeah. So because there's no rules conversion set out for. There's heresy. a few people that have attempted it in different there ways, are, but I mean, there's the a lot of different from, ones out there. The guys from Ive Horace gave it a go, but that was just uh, how to change the list builds. 
I think the end game for me and Will would be like, this is a Legion upgrade for a specific Legion. It costs yeah. us many points. But, I mean, to start off with, we're just going to be playing normal Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah. Cool. Which is so, essentially what we're doing on that yeah, demo. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's pro- this, I guess the point of this section is really just to say that we are going to be covering this other, this new content. Um, if you've got, So, we're expanding out into that. So, if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, we're happy to talk about it. Uh, we're happy to pick any of that up. Obviously, the fluff kind of discussion we cover is whether it's a Titan or a, a Legion, it makes no odds. It's funny you should bring up the fluff because mm. something happened recently on, after, uh, in fact, it was from the we, the Warhammer Fest in the one of the Titanicus groups, mm-hmm. uh, Anuj, who obviously writes the rules or is involved in writing the rules oh, yeah. for yeah. Heresy. Oh, is this what I think it is? You Am probably, I allowed to get back on my soapbox? Probably, yeah. Fuck. Here we go, people. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Anuj, Race for impact. as, you know, in the nature of who, you know, who he is and what he's doing and he's obviously been involved and posts up a picture of his Titan that he's paid in for the cabinets at one first. Which, quite frankly, you can sod off because of that was a really nice paint job. It was good. Uh, it it was was honestly, good. it's like he works somewhere where uh, when he hasn't got to write rules, he can sit there and paint shit. <laughs> I, it's, you know. That's not how it works. If you're not writing rules, you've got to be down in like the resin mines. Well, I've tried painting stuff at work, and people complain when I do it at the front of a lecture. <laughs> they get really pissy about it. It's like you're not paying attention to yeah. it or something like that. So it's, don't be a needy little shit. Go and write your fucking essay and come back when it's finished. <laughs> you needy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, he put up a post about um, you know I want to take the opportunity for people to think about when it comes to the collecting their, their oh, he, see this one? He, he, he had dared to express he, an opinion, didn't yeah. he? God damn him. It did not go down. Rallying cry of the neckbeard. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you tell me how to Jesus play. Christ, it fit, fucked me off so badly. All he said was, please, don't paint your night households like oh, your legions. Like, have a little look around and find a night household you like, yeah. because it'll look cool. And then there's like a couple of guys. Oh no! He, it was also he said, uh, if it's got fluff reasons behind it, yeah. you know, think about the fluff for yeah, like, it. Yeah. There's, there's have a story behind it. That's have some internal people. integrity or just integrity. <laughs> so then there's like me and you that posted like, yeah, cool, that's the way to play. And I posted, I was like, yeah, playing to the fluff is legit. And then this motherfucker comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he's straight like, out of left field. He's like, hey, bitch, why are, <laughs> where are the motherfucking where are the uh, where are the Beetleback Titans then? That's what Mark One Titans was. And I was sat there like. What? Motherfucker, have you seen the new Titan? <laughs> like, it's not a Lucius pattern. It's got that nice little curve to the back. It's basically it's a reimagining. It's basically a new Beetleback. Yeah. But I was like, mm, this is a Nuzia's thread. I'm not going to start a fucking bloodbath. Or am I? Now. <laughs> hey, man, no worries. Maybe they're going to come in the future. And he was like, oh, you're playing to the fluff. How can you say that? And I'm like, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. Here's a meme. And he's like, hey, posting memes because you've got nothing else. I was like, here's another meme. <laughs> but this one's in GIF form. And I, could oh, just, I remember that. I could, you, know, you know when someone gets so salty yeah. that you're just like, you're the fucking dead, you're, you are literally the dead sea of wargaming right now. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, right, I'm going to go look at some of the other replies that people have put because they can't all be people that are like running around, oh, everything's shit. I kid you not, over half of them were like, hey, fuck you, Anuj, I'm going to paint my things how I want to paint. And I was like, he didn't. this community's cancer. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of you need to go back to playing Battletech where you started. <laughs> because fucking there's a thread on the Battletech forum this week, right? <laughs> fucking motherfuckers, bold as brass. Have you seen Adeptus of Titanicus? Oh, they're trying to rip off Battletech. Oh, Jesus. Go and suck Harmony Gold's dick. Fuck off. I'm, I can't. <laughs> 
aren't even anymore. I don't think Titanicus has been around since the, the 80s. People on the internet, specifically uneducated people on the internet. Oh, dear God. You know, need what, you, to f- you know what you need to do, Ross? Oh. Don't go on the internet. <laughs> no, I can't. It it's part of my fucking job for the podcast. I need to go and talk to people. No, but basically the point was that it, the news is like the post he made was essentially do what you want to do. But I mean, he, he put off the followed up with his post, like you know, in the comment section. There was like you replied to someone who said, "Well, I'm trying to paint them. You know, what happens if they have been indoctrinated to you know to work with the Titan Legions?" He goes, "That's fine. You've come up with a story behind it. That's the point of my post. Is that." You know, okay, if you want to paint your knights the same colour as your Titan Legion, but if it's just a simple matter of going, yeah, they they uh, pledged themselves to the Titan Legion, and, you know, there could be free blades that, yeah. have, that have, you know, they're going, well, I'm a free blade, so the more we brought come together, and, we will, well, we didn't have a house, we don't have a house, so we'll make you our house. Have a cool reason behind it. You know, that's what fluff no, is it's a what behind it. Don't go you could take fuck you, I'll paint my shit anyway. <laughs> like, you could take you could take the entire thing about um what colours are you gonna paint stuff in uh, you know, whatever. You take all of that out and just say, if you're gonna participate in this world, it's better if you can create a coherent story yeah. for what you're doing. But for me, uh, specifically, I've looked into um, Titan Legions and Nighthouses that have supported the Iron Warriors during the Heresy. And the best I could come up with was uh, House Kratos and, uh, sorry, uh, Legio Kratos and House Caesarian. Hmm. Uh, they supported the Iron Warriors on Talon. Do they? Do they oh, I'm not going to make a joke about Caesarian <laughs> section. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> but the thing is, right, this is the most, Try researching that. the most community engagement we've had for nigh on a decade mm. we've got Anuj and we've got other Forge World members of staff we've got Andy Hoare answering questions to the point where I saw a, a, a poster of the day going what are the colours of this legion I can't find them and Andy Hoare comes in and goes it's these and the bloke goes how do you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making this shit up <laughs> literally God, without like I genuinely think Andy Hoare was just genuinely trying to inform the guy yeah, sure. he was like uh, I wrote it and it's, it's like when you've got people in the community that are, A, directly telling the Forge World members of staff that have taken their own time to come into the community page that has been set up by fans to try and enrich the community, when you've got people that are like, ah, fuck off, I'll do what I want, or I'm not going to listen to you, who do you think you are? This is why eventually they're going to stop talking to us. Mm. This is why we're going to end up with shit happening like we had a decade ago where they arbitrarily decide things without community input and you lose things like Vets Knights. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're doing that. I mean, you look... Age of Sigmar have just had a podcast made. Yes, and it's all right. You know, the, the community pages are actively asking, what do you think we should do next? We're getting Battle Sisters because the community have said they want Plastic Sisters. If, if anything, they said that they've come out and said at Warhammer Fest is one of the reasons they've actually... Or I've heard this somewhere that um, <coughs> sisters are coming, being brought forward because Games Workshop have realised that that's got a bigger following of people who want that than something else. I can't remember what it was. Something else has been delayed because of the uh, because of the then the, the, they realise that the community want these things sooner mm. and they've actively changed their release schedule because they've gone well people want this stuff so we'll do this. You know, okay, from a business perspective, that makes sense as well because they make more money because people want well, that stuff. I, honestly, I think I think selling toy soldiers to people like us is the easiest business in the fucking world. Uh, apart from the kind of <laughs> the salt mine that you can encounter if you make a, an unfortunate, a, 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 an ill-worded <laughs> opinion, maybe it's not even ill-worded, was it? And the thing, but, that, the thing that gets me, it was all 
what what would stand there and be in a games workshop going, I'm a veteran player. It's like, no, you're some cunt that's played for 20 years. Like <laughs> That's me! No, <laughs> I'm just saying we don't sit there and go, oh, I'm better than you because you've only played for five minutes. I'm although, better than you because I... I am better than well, you. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I know the heresy law. I knew it before the heresy books came out. That didn't make me any better than someone I, who didn't. I knew, if anything, I knew the heresy before it went commercial. If, if anything, I mean, I've said this before that uh, back when I worked at the store, mm. one of the things that got me the most is when I started talking about the heresy as I knew it back then. Mm. Like the kids and that'd be like, "What? There's a whole like history and all. Yeah, the story of the Horus Heresy. That's where yeah. the Marines came from. Really? Yeah, that's why you've got chaos stuff and oh wow, they didn't know anything about it. And what I found interesting on the heresy story, I know. A bit go and read. Here. Go and read Paradise Lost. It's got all the story you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, yeah. What I found interesting with the new heresy, you know, uh, re-releases were is the subtle changes they've been making to the story we've all known and grown up with mm. to what it is now. I mean, I've not gone sitting there going, "That's bullshit." That's not how it used to be in you know Road Trader times or whatever the story was back then. I've gone. Cool, that's something a bit different. That's but there are people doing that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, it's, and it's, it's fucking the community up. It really is. Because eventually, I mean, you've got people that are stood there going, oh, Adeptus Titanicus is too expensive. It's an elitist game. No, it's not. Games Workshop produce miniatures. A Warlord Titan, if it is the same box size, if it's the same size as a knight, will most likely be priced the same as a knight. Yeah. Are you then going to say, knights are too expensive, it's an elitist army? No, because you want to have a dig at the Horus Heresy players. Are you going to have a, another dig at the Horus Heresy players in another 10 years' time? Well, 10 years, whatever. Another 10 months' time when, for example, Battlefleet Heresy comes out. Or they talk, start talking about Battlefleet. Oh, it's too expensive. It's a niche game. It's elitist. Yeah, I mean... Uh, if it was, if it was a niche game, Games Workshop would not be producing the core sets. If it was a yeah. niche game, there would not be that many people be in that community page crying about how expensive stuff is. You can't like something... And then refuse to pay the, the, the money for it. Which still spend you can't, it on. It's like it's this, it's, it's, it's just it fucks me off. I can't even put it in words how how much it aggravates me. Well, I mean, for for me, I mean, I've got opinions about um, GW's pricing mechanisms, and I think they shoot themselves in the foot. Frankly, I reckon. Mm -hmm. I think if they they cut their prices by a, a not even a huge proportion in terms of the margins they make, they could sell probably three or four times as much as they do. But you know what? I don't work on their. No, I we don't, don't know their. GW. We don't know their full no. financial. I don't. Situation. I don't have access to their I mean, financial accounts. Quite frankly, they could still be catching up from the sh shit show that happened when they lost the Lord of the Rings. When Lord of the Rings started. Who knows? Quite honest with you, cocaine's expensive. People still can afford it. Do you know? This, <laughs> this is exactly. Uh, the same. I'm not sure we could. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I could uh, tell you. Cocaine else. is expensive. Fair. Okay. Right. That's why they call it the champagne of drugs. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. Saying, I've got a story like, about that another time. Honestly, actually. the it's 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 kind of comparable. We. We want this product mm. that is a luxury product. Yes. Nobody right. requires Adeptus no. Titanicus so, to feed their kids. Okay, I want this box of knights. One might suggest that the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah, in fact. Are, yeah. So this box of knights is 30 quid or whatever. Okay, well, I'll budget. I'll take some money out of my hobby budget to buy that. I'm not going to go and eat beans on toast for a month because I want to buy like this, this. I need it. I need it otherwise. Or I'm, I'm not going to be able to survive without this Titan. That's not how it works. So to sit there and say, oh, it's prohibitively expensive, I can't get into it, budget better. Well, the cars, right? You know, I'm into my cars. I could buy the cheapest car out there that's the most economical thing ever in the world, 
quite easily. You know, you yeah. go out there buy that. You know, it's four grand, whatever the cheapest car is. I think five and a half grand for the cheapest uh, new car these days. Not a problem. That's not what I want. No. You know, so you know, uh, in well, my we job, we could play Mantic. I mean, that's, that's what that's the that's the bargain basement of games. But it's about choice, isn't it? Yeah. If you if you think Adeptus Santanicus is going to be too expensive, and, and Games Workshop have come down and said that it is going to be their most expensive box set they've ever released. I think they're so talking that, about the Grandmaster Edition. Yeah, exactly. the Grandmaster Edition, which mm. is essentially the core set to get you two players playing, as they've done with other games or whatever. Okay, at least they've come out and said that. You know, prepping people that this is not going to be an £80, you get buy one, get one free sort of deal. It's going to be expensive because you're getting a lot of stuff in there, including core rules, this, that, and the other. Well, you get the scenery, you get two full manipuls. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but that's down to you as a person, as a player. If I sat here and went, you know, that's too expensive, I'm going to go, okay, I'm not going to be able to buy it on release day. I'm, go- I'm going to be honest. save a few months to get it. I'm going to be honest. There's lots of people, in my personal experience, I appreciate my personal experience isn't the global picture. But there's a lot of people. Should come, be. I, I wouldn't claim to do that. But there's a lot of people that come down to the club, and uh, there's stuff that I know I can't afford, and I've got a decent paying job. Yeah, and I think I'm constantly surprised at some of the people that come to the club and still manage to buy the stuff. I'm thinking there must be a huge chunk of your life that you're not participating in. But it's all down to that. I mean, they've obviously made that decision that yeah, they're, they're yeah. willing to. Yeah, if they get enjoyment that. out of that, then that's what they get enjoyment yeah. from. Yeah, I don't get yeah. I, you know. People work hard enough for what um, money you can earn yeah. these days, I mean, and you know, spend it on what the fuck you like. Yeah, yeah. Same, same sort of principle applies. Now, LARP uh, is expensive as fuck, but it's as expensive as you want to make it. You live to your means when it comes to these things. Uh, LARPing, you can get into for next to nothing. You know, apart from paying for the events, which is no different from paying for events in war gaming. Uh, but I'll, you could turn up with uh, essentially a coloured robe and. A plaster, a, a sort of borrow someone and get going. There's a couple of kids in one of my history seminars that do um, hacker LARP. Oh yeah, and it's basically they just wear what they wear to university. Yeah, you know, because it's it's more like it's more about eating yeah. each other with a sword, basically. But, but, it's like, but yeah, then you, you're on the you flip can, side, you can be that guy in a robe, mm. and that's your that's like your entry level kind of thing. Or mm. you can be a guy that spent two thousand pound on a suit of armor. At the same time, you're both doing the same hobby. Mm-hmm. You're both yeah. deriving the same amount of enjoyment. But it's about what you get out of it. Out of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like me, uh, I didn't know whether I was going to enjoy the game, so I borrowed stuff off someone. Uh, had a go at it. I'm still borrowing that same stuff, but and I'm now so- looking into spending some money on yeah. like my own kit, as it were. And but that, I, it doesn't bother me. I'm not sitting there going, oh, "My kit's a bit shit because you know, I've gone and borrowed it off someone." I'm going, "I'm having a good old time." People see the image I've created, and I don't look at someone going. I could have done better. I mean, I go, I don't know what that guy's situation is. But no, same, it, I mean, that's the attitude we've got to take. I mean, if I go down to club and I'm playing down at Adeptus, AT, right, and I've got a warlord and a couple of reavers and some knights, and you've got a similar, and then there's a game going on next to us, and it's just a, a couple of warhound packs, and they're like, oh, well, we couldn't afford them titans yet. We're waiting until next payday or. Uh, I'm getting one for my birthday. Or we're going to buy, we're going to share one between us. We're going to split the box. Me and you aren't going to (laughs) go, peasants. That's not how it works. Dan does that. He walks in every time, everywhere, and goes, you're all peasants. (laughs) Doesn't even look at them. It'll be, knowing us two, it'll be right. We're nearly finished. You're nearly finished. 
why don't you know once this game's over why don't you borrow my stuff and you can play yeah. with the big with the big knights you've not or played make it or, a four way you know, you know we'll use your you know, your knights and more yeah, kinky we'll bitch we'll yeah. divvy up and we'll play a big game but yeah. there are people that are saying like, oh, to I buy need, it. I need to get this box set. I need to get it straight away because everyone else is getting it. And it's like, why? Well, you see, um, this is an interesting point for me. Um, as far as I can see, I mean, we only know what's been released in terms of photos. Yeah. I wasn't at Warhammer Fest. No. no, you were, weren't you? Spinner? No. Didn't you go? No. Okay, anyway. The, <laughs> Solid. The point, <laughs> the point <laughs> being... Was I supposed to? <laughs> no. <laughs> we paid for you and everything. No, we gave you a ticket, put you up in a hotel. Yeah. What, we do, what about that? You need to tell me these things if you're doing that. I'll definitely go. No, no. The, point, the point is, um, as I understand it, the knights that will come in the set are going to have quite limited weapon options. Yeah. Getting it early doors is going to be of no use to you. It's something I've come to learn. The only time I want to dive into something that I need to get it straight away is if it's definitely going to be a limited run. Yes. Or limited edition or something like that. Like for example, if they turn around and went Grandmaster Edition, only as, stock, as long as stocks last on release day... Fair play, you know, all yeah, bets are you, off. You break up the credit you, card. You, you, dive, you dive into that, and okay, if it's expensive, it's expensive. Much like with Space Hulk at the mm. time when they first released that. Look at the rage that happened when they re released it. Uh, this is going on a massive tangent, but, but they added two extra um, scenarios and added two extra pieces of card in it, so it wasn't the same edition as the one they released before because mm. they said they were never going to re release that one. Yeah. If it is definitely going to be something that yeah, I can't. If I wait a month, I'm not going to get it. Then I'll be diving onto it regardless. Honestly, I think this just as a rough indication. I think the Grandmaster set is going to be on sale, a bit like Betrayal at Kalf, because it will sell like oh. fucking hot. Oh, yeah, it'll, but it'll, it'll run out, and then they'll bring out more. Say, let's yeah. just print that again because it's like printing look at, money. Look at Necromunda as the release style they're going to be approaching. So they're going to release the plastic knights. Yeah. But then we're going to release a resin upgrade weapon set to make them into wardens mm. or whatever. Then Forge World, who we know are doing the um, their variant knights, yeah. they'll release their knight manacles. Mm. So you'll have like the um, uh, the Asheron and the Majera and things. They'll be from Forge World, much like the bounty hunters and stuff in Necromunda. Yeah. You'll have the upgrade weapon packs for your warlord That's from Forge World. This is what I'm waiting for. You'll yeah, have your upgrade weapon have... packs for your Reavers from Forge World. So the only thing that's driving me to buy the Grandmaster box is I want all the terrain. So yeah. that when Forge World release everything else, You've I've got, got a board own. ready to go. Mm. Yeah. And you get the rules in there. Well, I'm just the not rules. learning how the game I mean, works. Yeah, like I say, it's not the only thing I want. The Titans. I want no. to build and paint the Titans, and I want to play. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm clearly going to be magnetizing all the weapon options. Well, yeah. the fact they've introduced that. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, because that's a sensible thing to do. Well, if you look at the new speeder they've mm -hmm. released from Forge World, there's actually indents in the model that you are, are designed to place magnets, so you can magnetize the loadout. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I hate that. Aerodynamically, I wish they'd done a mark. I wish they'd done a second edition jet. version. <laughs> I wish they'd done a second edition version of that. I don't know what that one looks like. I'll find a picture of it and I'll show you. But, yeah, I'm... Six months down the line, when the Forge World stuff starts coming out, or if it's sooner or whatever, we're going to start seeing the variation in the nights and, you know, that's when it that's when it will truly be. Mm. And... When I start thinking about, oh, do I buy yeah. another five Despoiler Marines? So, you know... Do I buy Titans? Or? You say, I, I was always going to wait anyway, but you know how I'm funding mine, don't you? Yeah, you're, you're painting stuff for someone. <laughs> so somebody said, would you paint this for me? And I went, yes. And they said, what's it going to cost? I went, a Grandmaster edition of Adeptus Titanicus. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. And they went, deal. I wish yeah. they'd done that 
Yeah, that version. They still might. Uh, oh, I'm really hoping they do because I, 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 it's a nostalgia thing. I'm pretty sure that's the secret project Comrade Keisha's working on. You reckon? Uh, Michael was heavily hinted at it on, on RFI I, several times. I thought it was the well, oh, so, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah. I thought that was just a version of like the javelin. Sorry, we'll get Dan to tickle his pickle. Oh yes. We'll find out. But anyway, let's get back to the fact that when it comes to Adeptus Satanicus. I mean, we we, we are battle in fleek heresy battle yeah. fleek battle fleek <laughs> that is something in completely yeah, different battle fleet heresy as we're naming it. and if possible you know this uh, heresy wing then yeah keep your eyes peeled and uh, if you want to talk to us about any of that then by all means dive in yeah. we're all over that just to be absolutely clear we've got no idea where any of this specialist shit comes from I've got some old epic stuff I'll probably be using in the meantime to learn the rules yeah. like I'm, I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's kind of some kind of black magic or somebody's got a miniaturisation rate what was that you found the other week you were like I found this lot on eBay. oh yeah I've got they, they haven't arrived yet but uh, it's like um, it's mini one Storm of those Eagle. ones where if you have to ask then you shouldn't know the price. It's like Fight Club. I'm assuming one day some like Tyler Durden looking motherfucker will turn up and be like, do you want to make some soap? And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'd much rather just have the tiny Thunderhawks. Why are you punching yourself in the head? Spoiler alert. <laughs> if, any, if they've not seen fucking Fight Club. There's a, hey, Alan's only seen Frozen and... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Alan's not a real person, I swear. He's a government plant, Alan is. That's entirely possible. Actual plant. He's <laughs> <Actual laughs> fucking terrific. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah autonomous uh, orgasm. But yeah, no, we, we, autonomous we are, orgasm. Yeah. We are around all over this. This anything, basically any game system that's heresy related. I mean, something to add to that actually. Since we've been talking, I've been thinking about is kill team. That's yes. another thing. Yeah, because uh, you know that ZM board is going to be sick for narrative kill. Oh, oh yeah, sweet. I mean, uh, the way I, I mean the um, I think it's the second campaign book or is it the third mm. that is got uh, like a version of Kill Team in there it's a bit different but there is um, I forget the website now uh, Heralds of Ruin is it? Heralds yeah. of Ruin yeah. they've done uh, a, a 30k adaption of the their Kill Team yes. rules which is basically like create your little war band of men uh, much like they've got like the mega arachnids from Murder and yep. stuff on there as well yep. yeah. sweetness yeah so uh, that I'm all over that you know the mm. idea of having little war bands of guys that are individuals rather than just a squad. Because you know it'd be really good. You know the old um, Starship Troopers arachnids that Ant has. He's probably still got a metric foot in a shoebox somewhere. Bone, bone like pearlescent white, and then you go. That's your mega arachnids. Color shift. That's where you could use things like your AOS stuff. So if mm-hmm. you think about Silverneth. No, your your tree, your tree oh, drives I, and stuff like that. I, I'm, there's I'm an quite, alien race. I am work. quite excited about the. Um, Malevolence book in the sense that the, the demons, the, the kind of hints about the demons, about it being kind of not as constrained to the kind of these four gods. That's why I looked at the flesh eater courts because yeah, I can use them as um, tailor flesh militia. But then if it's like the way you build a militia list, where it's like I'll take abhuman zealots and survivors mm. of the dark age. If there's like oh, I'm going to take demons of decay and unnatural toughness, and I can make a noble force, mix in a few like plague bearers here and there, and you've got. Um, well, you've essentially got early Nurgle because mm. they didn't really form into the gods until much later on, and yeah, that's basically if AOS is shit. Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll fold my collection into we'll take my that. heresy. I'll take that, but clearly my beastmen at some point are going to be making an appearance on the 30k battlefield. You want to look at Victoria miniatures because they do a line of beastmen arms carrying lasguns. Ooh, yeah. yeah, fuck that! I want a big axe and a shield. That's what you want in the 31st millennium. We all know, we all know. <laughs> so why, why has none of the Primarchs got a tactical nuclear weapon? 
<laughs> well, well, you know, Magnus as their personal because they're not personal gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say that like Motarian has lantern, and that's basically a fusion beam of death. It's, I always forget about his pistol because his scythe's so good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, actually, this is pretty fucking cool as well. And bang. But then again, like bolters are just tiny explode. Like they are missile tiny launchers. launchers. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, bolters are just like machine guns. No, no. Right, they're really not. <laughs> no, no, it mass explosive rounds. There's no actually getting hit by a bolt gun. You're not going to have to worry about kind of triage for medical it's like he's kind of in well, no, 52 it, parts it depends yeah. how close you are because if you're close enough that it goes through you that's okay. well it's not okay <laughs> it's, it's really it's not still okay still like a 50 cal round <laughs> yeah it's bigger than that I think well it is bigger than that yeah if it goes through and you survive then you're lucky but the guy behind you is hella dead <laughs> yeah. or the worst place it goes through you and detonates behind you and you just get shrapnel in the back of the brain and you end up like sitting in the corner <laughs> 30, 30, 30% millennium waste to die I don't, none of them are quite good and none of them are enjoyable there's always that one guy that's just like I'm really old on a farming planet I've led a good life demon <laughs> yeah. there should be a comic book that's like you know that film where 100 ways to die in the west 100 oh, ways to die yeah. in the 31st millennium just make a comic book version of that <laughs> no, but every single one of them's demon <laughs> yeah at some point right well I think that's the end of our extended rant um, but we have got a competition we want to share with you yes we have because we were talking about this and we, we thought to ourselves what would be the most retarded loadout you could put on a, on a Dreadnought? We mentioned this last episode. Yeah, we think we yeah. did. And what was the conclusion we came to, gentlemen? Uh, conversion beamers. But how many? Two. Two. Not <laughs> one, but two. It's, it's a legal loadout. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's an illegal loadout. Yeah, it's not even legal. Sweet. <laughs> However, we have got a retardonaut for you. Yes, we have. We have. And we're going to give it away uh, as part of a competition. So... Um, there'll be details about this when the podcast goes up but if you're listening to the podcast and you didn't really take note of the post you can well, you you've can, missed out yeah, well not yet you haven't <laughs> what shit out of luck <laughs> yeah, you've still got a chance so the idea is we'd like you to like our page and we'd like you to share the podcast somewhere that people can see if you do both of those you'll go into the prize draw for the retardant now we'll offer the same service we did for the Moritat um, I think I'm going to be painting it aren't I I, oh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it I mean, if it's, if it's Iron Warriors, I'll paint it. Okay, basically, do you tell us, if, if you win, you can tell us what Legion colours you want it painting in, and somebody from Phosphex Party will do a, a reasonable paint job. Basically, reasonable pick Sons of Horus, Word Bearers, Don't or Imperial fuck it, Fist. I'm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can do any of them. Which one would I want to but do? Say, saying that, we should probably post pictures of the Maritat that we sent to Simon. I, I thought we did. No. Not did the I put, version, put it on Tarsus? Didn't I put it on Why did you put it on Tarsus? No, not on Tarsus. So I put it on Instagram. Tarsus and Instagram, it's not the same thing at all. Um, oh, not, uh, yeah, I still not looked at Instagram, Instagram yet. Yeah, yeah. well, um, it, we've, we've, we have a bit of an issue. We had a bit of a, an address issue with that postage. It is in San Francisco, but I have a feeling it might end up back in the UK. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well-travelled. It will be, but it's going to get to him eventually. So what we'll do it's is... jump we'll, pack Moritat, right? Just bound to get around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets there without a jump pack, and he's like, hmm, Ross, needed one of those. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? But yeah, so we'll post a picture of that, but... Yeah, so for the retardant, uh, like the page and share the podcast. If you've like, already liked the page, fine. All you have to do is share the podcast uh, when it's released. I was about to ask that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're not we're not shitting on people. We're like, <laughs> fuck you. We've got your vote, motherfuckers. And then when we record the next podcast, we'll we will announce it. We'll yeah. So the competition, well, the competition, we'll do it pre-recorded. But... So the competition will run. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So keep an eye out for that. So last thing to mention, uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier on. 
is that Spin and I are going to the next Tarsis uh, yes. event. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Quite excited about this. And this is a big one for me, actually, because this is my first solo event. I'll be keeping tabs on him so he doesn't rage quit. <laughs> uh, that'll only because of a nice, uh, which I've noticed recently have des- deserted me. But no, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. One, it wasn't as chaotic, I'm guessing, from the for the ticket sales because they planned out a different way of doing it, didn't they? They um, uh, yes. released them in different part numbers or something like that, ten at a time or whatever. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I did suggest them they ought to get in touch with uh, Spin from our club, not Spin. Sorry. That's me. Um, <laughs> Steph. Steph from our club yeah. and get onto the tie break system. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they mentioned that actually on their uh, on their po- on the Geno 52 podcast. But yeah, no, Tarsis, I forget the name of the, the full name of Mogdud Prime. Mogdud Prime. Mogdud Prime. It's but, quite uh, difficult to say. They're basically, yeah, it's. Uh, it's not as difficult as the last hype was called. I couldn't even fucking pronounce it. I can't remember it was, what that was. Um, is it? I just called it Tarsis 4. Yeah. Democles. 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 Leviathan. Hecaton Kiris. No, so, see, now I'm instantly thinking of that film with what's the name of the Hexagrammaton gun captain. The Dodecahedron. No. Equilibrium. Equilibrium, yeah. Fucking love that film. A great example of Christian Bale. I'm coming for you. So, yeah, Tarsus 4. Is it Tarsus 4 still? It's still the Tarsus 4 system. I believe so, yeah. So, uh, really, it's interesting the way they've done this one because uh, they've said that you've got to create a 1,500-point Zomortalis list initially Correct. and then add to that. So, whatever you take in that list has got to stay as it is within your 3,000-point... The units can flex in size? No. I, I think they can. Thought they, I thought they, uh, they were can add, from like, um, They can add equipment, I think. Oh, no, they've got to stay as the equipment. Oh, so you can add extra guys. Yeah, so you could go from a, a seven-man squad to a ten-man squad. In the right, okay. okay. I might have misunderstood that. But you can add, like... I know you can add, like, transports and stuff like that yes. as well. Uh, but, yeah, but if they've got, like, heavy flamers, you can't swap them to have auto cannons. No, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. So, um, so yeah, it's quite an interesting costume. And I've only recently played my first set of uh, Zomortalis games. It makes for a, quite a tricky list build, actually. It very... I've been very lucky because the army I've been working to, which is you know staying on target, uh, which is what you've been helping me build and well, help, helping me with painting, has kind of fallen into that. Well, you've effectively very... got a Zone Mortalis army that rides around in tanks. Essentially, yeah. I basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. when uh, when it came to doing a thousand points list for th- for um, our uh, Bale Stars Zone Mortalis games, mm. I went. Well, here's my three K list. Take away the tanks, and I've got most of the infantry I've got left over can fit into a zone. Oh my god, you've got some expensive units in that army. Oh, <laughs> sweet, merciful Jesus. Oh, I do, yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I've been quite lucky that I'm not got a great deal to have to get involved in to get mm. to the 3k level. But yeah, the reason why I'm excited is because it's my first solo event of any kind. I never went to any of the GT stuff or the uh, events that you went to last no, year or so. I- like I say, I know that we were talking about this a while ago as well. Um, I was quite concerned that there's no Warhammer World Horror no. Service events in the schedule. And to be honest, I don't know that we'll get any this year. I think the TBC ones are probably going to be Adeptus Titanicus ones. Well, Andy Hoare is going on um, Warhammer TV. Oh, is he? On the 6th of June, I want to say. Next, or soon. And he says he's going to talk about, like, it was really ominously worded, like, the future of heresy. Mm. And everyone was like, oh, shit, well, we're fucked. But he's he's come out and he said no, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming and a lot of bright things in the future. So maybe he's going to tell us why there haven't been any events. I mean, yeah, I've got my. Own... I imagine it's because new 40k came out and then new yeah. Age of Sigmar's come out and they kind of need to look after their two flagship 
properties. I think yeah, it's also partly to do with uh, the, ch the chap who generally organised the events that you had last year. Mm. Um, I know he's Ed. I've forgotten. Barfield. Was it Ed Barfield? No, it wasn't him. Was yeah, he generally organised those events at Warhammer World for the Heresy. He's moved on from... He's changed his position as to right. what he does. So whether there's been no one to step up to <laughs> fill oh, that maybe. gap or, or like you say, they could be more likely to because games which want to take this year to concentrate on their other event, their just, other game system. Just a thought. We are looking for people to interview on a whole range of stuff. If you do work in the events team and you can talk to us, you're welcome to come on the podcast and oh, talk to yeah, us about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, anybody. More happy to, I mean, after speaking to the chaps at the uh, Heresy Weekend, mm. great people to chat to and it'd be good to get their their opinions on out there for the rest of everyone else to. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so yeah, for, that's for me, for Tarsis is being my first solo event where I'm up against, Peter I'm sure, Brown. some really, really nice kind of fluffy lists but yeah. what, what, what was the one that that guy posted up that we Which all one? laughed about uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he put a warhound in didn't he, he? put a warhound first, in yeah. first response was pretty sure he can't get that into his own water list I, I always like it when you get the um, the meme from um, uh, the new version of Mad Max when he goes that's bait that's bait, <laughs> <laughs> that's no, bait. Round, round one you'll get someone from Peterborough wearing a gimp suit <laughs> that's fine honestly I mean you, you've seen my army it's yeah. not Optimize. I'm. I'm I, I could say. I'm, I've been tempted to send this to Ryan Kimmel at, at RFI just to give him a bit of a. He'll hate it. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did you last raider well, No, so that's the only thing. It's not got it, in it. At one point, else. at one point, it was going to have that to the three k. Oh sweet Jesus! Uh, <laughs> but basically, my army is a mix of stuff that he would never take in a, yeah. in a normal army. So my troops are breaches. They're in Protoss well, land raiders. No, I put them in termites and they'd be reaped. I don't have those. I'm expecting to see some time. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm sure. surprised. Um, oh no, but they're, they're not assault vehicles, so eh. that's why you put but breaches them. in them. Well, the, yeah, but anyway, because they just get out in fury. Well, that's why I put them in land raid Proteus because that's what they, they don't fury because they don't have fury or legion. No, oh, no fury, rapid fire. Yeah, I uh, see. The way I look at them is they're there to capture objectives, whatever. Um, but the reasoning behind a lot of my army that I built was because I wanted models that. Are iconic for heresy, mm. so you don't see breaches generally in 40k, and you didn't see land raided Proteus or in 40k as such. No. I mean, you do now, obviously, they've adapted the rules and whatnot. But for me, these were the things that looked unfelt heresy style, um, and yeah, the, 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 that's what the core of my army was. I went, oh, they look cool, they look cool, I want those in my army. I've kind of fallen on my feet when it comes to the, the, the Tarsus event, is that. Yeah, I can just take away the tanks and I've got uh, a zone mortalis list. Mm. But as we proved uh, the other week at Warhammer World, that my army may be on paper very good. There's, for zone there's theory and practice. There's theory and practice. And um, let's just so as an example, you know, I maybe made a mistake of bringing those veterans on and outflank, then coming on the wrong side, and then across three turns only moving four inches in run moves was frustrating. Um, and then so they got annihilated by. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gal Vorbach are oh, the dogs dang they really are Ooh, baby absolutely but no I mean that that was you know that was just dice rolls basically but I'm, I'm looking forward to it I'm interested, I'm interested to see how they pull it off because we've got how many players so far is there uh, 30 yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't know as far as I'm aware last time I checked there was a spare ticket which I'm hoping to get come on Ross yeah. I just well it, again, it's sketchy because I need to. I have, house moving. I have armies you can borrow. I, I, I think I might be pretty close to actually having legal. Once oh, I've got these, on. I've got these three K next ten terminators. Oh no, I need tanks. 
I might. I might yeah, you got. You probably got. You can do the legal fifteen hundred points over Metalis, but then it's you got the rest of the. I can always. I can always hit Alan up and see if he'll lend me some of his stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I might have a few bits and pieces that uh, are not using to add to that. Uh, there's a ninety-five percent finished uh, Iron Warrior Leviathan sitting on yeah. one of my shelves that's been, uh, which he doesn't need for his list. Oh no, I might might take you up on your. Because I brought out drop pods. You can so I'm taking my death guard. Word bearers. But you can take my death yeah. my word bearers with demons. That's an easy list. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know how many players are going to be, but I'm curious to how they're going to achieve the zone mortalis. Well, they, they did the thing that with the, did that thing with Excel S. Is it? I want to say the terrain. Uh, Excel S. Yeah. yeah the pre the pre painted uh, MDF, MDF terrain. I suspect they might be able to do something quite cool with straight yeah. sections to make. There's also a bit, I mean, I know Tim from the Iron Horus did it, but he used, like, jungle terrain. Yeah. Oh, okay. To make, like, a jungle zone mortalis type. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, and, of course, there's lots of games that use tiles. You think about uh, Space Hulk. Um, I imagine it might be Space Hulk, actually. Um, I mean, I'm just curious to see no, how you do it across that many Space people. Space Hulk tiles would be too narrow. Necromunda, definitely. You could do it with Necromunda. Mm. And yeah. I've seen plenty of people do conversions using the uh, cards from Trailer Calf as well. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, they've got, yeah. I'm just getting interested to see uh, across that many players how yeah. they achieve that many Zone Mortalis games. We'll find out in about six, seven weeks, won't yeah. we? Yeah, cool. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, is that everything, gentlemen? I think so. Yes. I think we've, I don't we have reached anything else to shout peak about. heresy. Yeah. No. I'm you don't want to shout about the solicitor that's fucking up your house, Purchase. No, no, I'll leave that. I'm trying okay. to think of stuff that I could probably poke him with to get him going, but I can't think of anything right oh, now. Oh, there's plenty of stuff, like yeah. the rampant elitism. Uh-oh. Stop, 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 stop. All right. Okay, fellas, we're going to leave that there. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back on the next episode. When it's time to party, we will party hard.